because it could go hard into comedy or it could go hard into kind of like freakity. And <laughs> it's like it's like that. Welcome to Sincast, presented by CinemaSins. everybody welcome to the sendcast this is chris atkinson from cinema sins joined as always by the voice of cinema sins jeremy scott hello hello what are you doing what are you doing there? i'm doing the trailer voice are you doing a trailer voice <laughs> yes all right in you a world e- where i say hello i was about to say it's either a trailer voice or it's christian bale or it's something <laughs> funnel fairy battle bar yeah or it's that guy in the witch who has that real dark <laughs> oh voice um, i'm not wearing hockey pants yeah exactly um and for music video sends barrett share hello <laughs> holy shit you know, uh, like the Alec Baldwin Saturday Night Live skit. Hello, this is Deveroo. Or Miss Doubtfire. Or, oh, there you go. Uh, you know, there's a number of things that could. <laughs> it, was a drive-by sh- it was a drive-by fruiting. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, fruiting. exactly. Today, we're going to be doing an autumn movie preview. Yeah. Is this the real life? I have prayed. Every night that he would escape. How the did this happen? Mr. Scamander, do you think Dumbledore will mourn for you? We are Venom. We're far from the shallow now. We're going to take another break from the road trip. I love doing these previews, man. I do, too, because we get to sort of have an idea what's coming out and everything, and I haven't been paying much attention because I haven't been to the movies in the past, like, month and a half. Well, we also, when we did our spring-summer preview, much like the previous years, we pretty much nailed it. We we knew that uh, we were going to probably enjoy some movies. We were probably going to not enjoy some Mm -hmm. movies. But this summer has been pretty spectacular. Started off early with Black Panther, obviously, which was, you know, earlier than the summer. But like, you know, Infinity War uh, got us. I really like Solo. There were a couple of others. Game Night was really good. There was, uh, of course, know, Game Night was in February, yeah, too. Early on Deadpool too. 2, Mission Deadpool Impossible 2. 4. <laughs> Deadpool 2 was, I mean, it's. It, it's been spread out a bunch. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's. Uh, I don't know if it was spectacular at all. You mean the summer in particular? Yeah. There were I guess some... the, the year in particular has been good so far. Yeah, I, it's more accurate to say yeah. the year because there were, there were some that sort of spread out there. But then the summer hit and there was some hit and miss there. Uh, some really good, but not not overall. I don't think uh, there's some that you had to find to be, you know, well, yeah. you know, you had to find Black Klansman. You had to find. Uh, Won't you be my neighbor? Won't you be my neighbor? Eighth and grade, stuff like that. Yeah, eighth grade. Uh, those definitely contributed to doing a good summer if you if you wanted to include those as well. But uh, we're going to go to the autumn. We're going to go all the way through Thanksgiving on this one. Um, yeah, baby. Autumn uh, is the best month. I mean, the best season. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, it really is. It is. I like the colors. I like the temperatures. I like going from... I like the transition from hot to cold more than I like in spring when we're transitioning from cold to hot. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Spring is okay. Got nothing against spring, but fall is the best. Well, especially if you live in our climate where summer 
goes on forever. I mean, it's 90 degrees. It's mid-September right now, and it's 90 degrees yeah, and it firmly gets to that right pretty now. quickly. Yeah. And we only get about three weeks of true fall here before it's, it's so just glorious. 40s and rainy for three months. Yes, I'm just showering in apples and stuff like that. During mm, the yeah. Oh, apple cider. Naked, right? Yeah. Naked, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Naked, naked apple cider. What? <laughs> mm-hmm. Good for um, the skin. Um, by the time uh, this is published, these movies will be out. We don't need to really discuss them that much. But The Predator will have come out. It'll probably made a... I imagine it'll be a decent hit when it comes out. Are you excited about this at all? I don't know. I look at the trailer and I'm like, there's parts of it that make me want to see it. What do you think? Oh, man. This um, really isn't right up your alley, though. And This has never interested me or looked good. I mean, I guess when I heard Shane Black was going to make one, it sounded all right to me, but... From the time the trailer started coming out, and now, I mean, all the early reviews are not good that I have seen. Oh, really? Yeah, like, I don't want to call anybody out by name. You can find it if you want. But a guy we really like was like, you broke my heart, Shane Black. (laughs) (laughs) And it sounds like he's gone uh, hard into the more comic uh, elements this time out. And I don't know. I just, you know, I like the original Predator. I think it's great. I think it's a classic. Mm -hmm. But nothing since then that has a predator in it has been any good in my mind so mm-hmm. i have a hard time getting it up for this movie but nothing else has really had much comedy overtly in it either right what in, in the, the predator, predator franchise no yeah. not intentional well, comedy. predator 2 has some like just it's just a bonkers fucking yeah thing. yeah yeah but uh yeah i'm i mean i'm not gonna go watch it in theaters or anything but I, there were there are parts of the trailer that made me want to kind of eh, I might want to see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's a simple favor, which is a Paul Feig uh, drama thriller Boy, or whatever that, with Anna Kendrick yeah. and Blake. The trailer Lyman. is all. I mean, like I can't tell the tone of the film from the trailer. I can't either because it could go hard into comedy or it could go hard into kind of like freakity. And- <laughs> it's like it's like that. It's like that um, deadly adoption thing that came out, the, the Kristen Wiig and Will Ferrell thing, which apparently is completely straight-laced drama. Really? But the, the title and the fact that they're in it just doesn't add up. Was that the one that was on Hallmark? I think so. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was on like, one right. of those Lifetime or whatever. But I don't... It's, the thing about A Simple Favor that stuck out to me was, why did why did we grant Paul Feig this I can direct women license? I don't know. Just because he did Bridesmaids. Yeah. You know, and he did Bridesmaids and they're like, all right, let's give you Ghostbusters and then let's give you like, and let's give you this movie too. And it's like, I, I understand, but I don't... I, why don't you just have a woman direct this? Well, and uh, you know, I'll have to see how it turns out. It does. It, it it does have that weird feeling, like it could be like exceptionally fresh, but it feels like it's at least from what they're showing me in the trailer. It feels like a movie that I've seen before a few times. Um, yes. In terms of the noir ish mm. kind of feel, that who's good, who's bad, who's stalking who, did the disappearance of the whatnot and. I don't really. I mean, if you tell me it's awesome, I'll watch it. I mean, it it ironically and unironically reminds me of Gossip Girl almost. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a very good. Whoa. And then Blake Lively. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So like it's it's got that like duplicitous kind of Blake Lively actually looks like she's having fun, which mm-hmm. hasn't really happened in a while. Yeah. I don't think so. And Anna Kendrick being Anna Kendrick. You I'm know, sure I read be. a really funny interview. Actually, it was a summary of a, I think she was on Jimmy Fallon last night or something the, the night before, but she said. Replace Norm MacDonald. She does the thing, she does this thing that I think is the neatest thing. I've never heard of anybody say this, but she uses a particular perfume or lotion or scented soap while she's making a film. 
and then she's done. She bottles it, puts it on the shelf, and the next film she makes, she buys a different one. Huh. And when she wants to try and revisit, because she she because memory is strongly connected yeah. to the sense of smell, oh, yeah. and so she'll use smell with she'll go open a bottle that she used when they were making you know Pitch Perfect and smell it to sort of transport herself back into hmm, that's very that interesting yeah i thought yeah. i've never heard of anybody doing that olfactory memory is extremely it is man i'll hit, I'll hit especially pine needles man when i hit a certain mm. kind of pine needles it takes me back to childhood my great-grandparents were caretakers of this campground and i go right there yeah anyway i thought that was fast that is yeah. really, that's very cool yeah yeah, that's uh, awesome. But the movie doesn't look... I, I, I'm going to have several people have to tell me it's good before I'm going to really move on it. Um, and one of... Uh, a couple of Pure Flix movies that, it came, that are coming out came out this weekend. Unbroken Path to the Redemption, which is some sort of running movie. Or what do something. you mean Pure Flix? Pure Flix is a Christian-based oh, um, gotcha. yeah, yeah. movie studio outfit. They have this and some other movie. We'll get to that later coming out. Uh, but this is this is, you know, I mean, all these movies have that same kind of... Uh, somebody's got this uh, incredible obstacle but they got to keep the family going they got to keep praying going all that type of stuff but yeah but no it's a running thing no it's praying it's it's keeping the family (laughs) but but you're running (laughs) but i'm praying that's right can you Uh, run and pray at the same time it's like chariots of fire for christians (laughs) oh that's great like chariots of fire wasn't already kind of christian right 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 it might even be the same story for all i know god that would be funny it would be the fuck were you doing he's doing the vangelis <laughs> okay just wasn't powerful enough to I, was, I thought you were like i thought you were doing Jason. the uh, the enigma song that, that <laughs> <laughs> i remember that don't <laughs> 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 um and then also came out this week white boy rick which is a matthew mcconaughey movie about uh dude who uh was it the fbi manufactures this uh this kid basically as a a drug dealer or something he actually wants to get involved this 15 year old kid or something like that wants to get involved in the drug dealing uh business and I guess gets caught and Matthew McConaughey is his dad and kind of mentor and he turns into an FBI informant or CIA or DEA or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's based, I think, on a true story. It is. Yep. There's a documentary coming later next year uh, about the real white boy Rick. Interesting. Based on a real story. And I read a review that huh? said the kid playing the son, the main character, if he never does anything else, he's going to be a star from this movie. Really? Yeah. And when I read that kind of praise, it makes me want to check out the performance, even if the rest of the movie isn't that good. Because I don't think he's been in much up till now. Well, this was supposed to have come out a while yeah, ago. Yeah, it was like right? August. It was yeah. supposed to come out. Oh, okay. when we so did our summer, when we okay. did our summer, it was supposed to come out either early August or something like that. Okay, it, um, it actually the trailers look pretty interesting. Yeah, it does. Um, I, I I have seen some ratings on the IMDb that are a little concerning. Maybe it, it's not as good as uh, like I'm hoping it will be, but eh, who knows? Um, I'm gonna go with the wide releases first, and then we'll go down into the limited sure. releases after that. So on the 21st of September, we have Fahrenheit 11.9, which is the Michael Moore. Look how clever I can be with dates on my movies. How type is he of thing. even spinning mm. this title? Like this makes no. The title makes no sense. It's to me. the election it's the day. Election, the, the, Eleven, the day nine. after our election, basically. It was oh. the day that they called the election. Oh yes, but that's still dumb. Yeah, you're yeah. still. It's 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 like it's both like look at how clever I can be, and it's also a take on nine eleven, which yeah. I don't like too much. Um. 
But uh, yeah, this is about the Trump era, and this is Michael Moore inflicting his Michael Moreness on the era and showing us how horrible it is. We all know it is. Okay, what is the documentary needed for? Uh, I got a lot to say about this. Mm-hmm. So I read a long Hollywood Reporter interview uh, with with Michael Moore, where he very cogently lays out his argument for um, why this happened. Mm-hmm. Now, if you don't know, Michael Moore was one of the first very public, especially liberal figures, to predict. That Trump was going to win. I think it was back in like uh, early 2016, like March of 2016 mm-hmm. or something like that. He said, this guy could totally win. Ha ha ha. If you remember, people, it's hard to remember back then. Yep. It was laughed off. Yep. The fact that this guy would actually win the presidency. And so Michael Moore, who traffics in a similar uh, audience as Trump in, in terms of like the white working class citizen, um, does have a lot of followers and fans in, in that uh, part of the Venn diagram, mm-hmm. as does now Trump. And so what this is apparently a look at is how he mobilized them. Um, some of him as a demagogue, that kind of thing. Again, I haven't seen the movie, but mm-hmm. this is how it's described. But essentially focusing on how this happened, mm-hmm. not why this happened. Not, you know, uh, There's some about the Russian interference and things like that, but it's basically about that. Okay. All stuff that I would probably watch because mm-hmm. that's interesting to me. I would, I'm very curious to see where that demographic stands today. Now, I cannot talk about this without bringing the fact up that our good friends Leonard and Jesse Malton have spoken out against him, Michael Moore, the person, not the filmmaker. They love his, mm-hmm. they respect his movies, mm-hmm. but apparently he has refused to pay. The people that did his sound, Boston Light and Sound, okay. and Leonard went on Twitter and recorded a, a fairly long video saying that I respect your work, um, but this is this is some some horse manure. Um, you're 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 slandering good friends of mine that that he is friends with with Boston Light and Sound, and apparently it has come out that it's indicative of previous behavior where he has not paid people the way that he should be paying people, which makes the entire thesis of his work sticking up for the little guy suspect on a couple of different levels. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to throw that out. There. Well, listen, okay. People wanted to say Elon Musk was just inserting himself into the situation with the soccer team trapped in the cave when he sent over his little underwater missile or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck. And I think you could probably argue either side there. There's certainly plenty of people who were on site that didn't think he was being useful or helpful. Yeah. But I could I could at least buy the argument that some part of his motivation was pure. But Michael Moore, I don't buy that for a goddamn second. Mm. He wants the spotlight. And I think he's glad that Trump is in office because now he can put out another movie that people will give a shit about. Because when Obama was in office for eight years, liberals were generally happy with politics. Michael Moore didn't do shit. Yeah. Where do we invade next? Did not do very well. Or a capitalism, a love story didn't do very well. And I have never really been a fan of his manipulative. I wish that there was just a category called manipulative documentaries. And he could be the king of that. He can win all the Oscars in that category because I just feel like it's really unfair to actual documentarians Mm -hmm. that Moore's films get called documentaries when it should be clear to anyone paying attention at this point that he he is an editorial filmmaker. He may shoot real 
footage of things that he sees that are happening. But he has an agenda before anything begins, and he's only going to show you what fits that agenda. There's not going to be any of that nuance that I was talking about with that Surfwise documentary Mm. or the Tickling documentary that starts out just fascinated about tickling and ends up uncovering this whole sinister or underground mean bullying bullshit like that michael moore does not approach subjects like that Mm -hmm. he has an agenda and then he shoots what fits that agenda and it drives me crazy so i already have no interest in whatever his goddamn movie has to say but when i saw leonard's video i was extra annoyed because again he has built his entire reputation on banging the gong for the little guy yeah and now they basically have had to sue him to try and get repaid and he's blowing them off and, and slandering them in the process. Yeah. That you've got a vendetta against me. And, and Leonard like had this like signed thing from Michael Moore praising them for their work and how brilliant they were. And it just, again, when was the last time you saw Leonard Malton do this? No Never. Kidding. No kidding. Never. And so a lot of weight goes behind that, in my opinion, if he's mm-hmm. that riled up. Anyway, none of that has to do with what's actually on film, but I'm not going to watch this movie. There could be a really good documentary about people and why they voted for donald trump and Mm -hmm. all that i don't think this is going to be it now i am going to watch this he's talented for sure but i always have to sort of take a uh, you know sort of grain of salt kind of thing in mind when i go and watch any of his stuff because of exactly what jeremy was talking about so i will watch it but i want to see a more even-handed type of thing you know you you have somebody who's behind the camera who is not inserting themselves into this stuff, and they are displaying, this is just what I saw, this is what I observed. You know, I, I hear exactly what you're saying with that. But when you get somebody like, and I, it's different eras and it's different content technically, but when you get somebody with a very clear and very one-sided vision, like Spike Lee that does Black Klansman, mm-hmm. if you take Michael Moore is from that same perspective, as in he is got as you said, an agenda going in, he's going to prove his point, essentially, instead of showing you, quote, reality. I am fine with that uh, because there's a certain amount that obviously uh, I kind of lean toward. Now, there's a methodology like the guerrilla style, like gotcha type of thing that I don't think accomplishes anything. And if anything, reinforces the opposition to that. But I don't mind if you have a singular perspective and you're trying to cite evidence for it. But then we're again, don't call it a documentary. But then we're just preaching to the choir at that point. Exactly. This isn't going to be anything that reaches people that needs to. It needs to reach. I know. There's no conversion, right? Yeah. There's no conversion. There's no. This is what I found. This is why things happen. You know. Uh. You know. I don't have anything to say about it. What do you think? You know that type of thing that that's the problem like this is gonna this is gonna be eaten up by liberals but mm. nobody else yeah so i don't know what the point is yeah. yeah um then there's the house with a clock in its walls this does not interest in me it interests me in the least but you said you read the books when you were a kid love these books i don't like how this looks man yeah. this movie looks stupid it looks stupid and the books were not stupid the books were genuinely creepy and mysterious and fun and it, I, I read them at the perfect age. I think the, the child protagonist is like 11, 12, something like that. Right in my wheelhouse. And it doesn't look like there's any of that stuff in there. I would I would be happy to relate to this movie. But it doesn't look good. I mean, maybe it will be good. You know, that's, a, that's a, something I'm trying to remind myself more and more of lately is that uh, great trailers can 
produced can you know yeah. result in bad movies and bad trailers can result in good movies it's not often usually a trailer gives you a pretty good vibe yeah uh we're going to talk about i mean i watched maybe three-fourths of the trailers of these movies that we're going to talk about but mm, and then mm, sometimes you get a justice league trailer that shows you exactly what's going to go on in that movie and how mm, bad it is yeah i would almost love to talk about that news but it sounds like none of that news is actually news yet and it's all just rumor and yeah, what the fuck was all that about? i guess we'll come yeah, back yeah. next week and just see if henry cavill is still super yeah. <laughs> uh then there is life itself which is an amazon studios movie i guess they'll have this simultaneously released in theater and on amazon or i'm pretty something. sure i saw a trailer in a theater yeah but i don't know how they how they distribute these movies do they I don't give either. it a because i know they have before yeah but i don't know whether it's like ah, oh, we'll give that three weeks and then it's on amazon or if it's always on amazon or what is this the oscar isaac one yes oscar yeah what's oscar? with this bullshit title too fucking yeah, life itself this is us man it's from yeah. the guy that made this is us of I course mean, yeah fuck. it's gonna be this is us the movie and people who love this is us are gonna eat this up and that's not me they're yes. all beautiful people in this olivia cook is in this antonio banderas annette benning Oscar Wilde, Oscar Wilde, <laughs> yep. that would Oscar be a Isaac, Olivia, Olivia uh, Wilde, Laya Costa, who's I mean, adorable. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it it seems like um, yeah, this is us Valentine's Day type movie. Yeah, yeah it does say in theaters September twenty first. So, um, maybe it'll come on Amazon like a few weeks after that or something. Yeah, know. who knows? But um, what I mean, do you guys? What do you think of this? Does it look good, good at all? No. Oh. I, here's the thing: as a young New York couple goes from college romance to the to marriage and the birth of their first child, the unexpected twists of their journey create reverberations that echo over continents and through lifetimes. Look, mm. this is us has a pretty good reputation. Yep. I have not watched it. Dicer likes it. I My respect. It. I respect Dicer, but I'm pretty sure it's just a really well made soap opera. Mm. and i'm pretty sure that's what this movie will be and i think the love actually crowd will eat it up and that's again it's not me and more power to you yep i'm not i don't hate on it maybe it's awesome maybe it's gonna make people cry it's gonna make people laugh <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's gonna make people call their mom and you know yeah, yeah. it's life go. itself it's, it's yes it's, it's definitely not a movie that i will be seeing in theaters uh then on the 28th we have hellfest which is the uh um horror movie at the uh haunted house um thing where like real killings are happening oh okay and hey, did you not see this no I this, didn't is, this is off my radar right? oh, okay so hellfest is uh it's these people going into like you know your your mom and pop haunted house or whatever or you know people come out and try to scare you and shit and um there's a there's a story like oh three years ago somebody like you know got actually killed and then that person was a prop and they didn't realize it for three days and all uh, that my and god look at this poster and, yeah uh, that poster is bonkers and uh so they these people go into the haunted house the usual things happen and then they see some girl crawling across the floor and they're like and this guy like stabs her and they're just think they just think it's part of the act and uh they of course realize later on it's not enough. so they took that one scene from scream 2 and built a whole movie around it like when she gets killed in the movie theater yeah yeah and everybody i would say so part of the show i would say so yeah 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 you know that's that, one of those things that again people will have to tell me to go see it but that could be fun yeah that's not a terrible idea no 
I never understood haunted houses, though. By the way, I'll just go on the record. Well, like, I understand horror movies more than I understand haunted houses. I don't like haunted As houses. As someone who's been to a few haunted houses, I don't get it either. Um, and I and yet, if someone were to say, "Hey, let's go to a haunted house," I would go. I mean, yeah, it's a fun uh, well, group now, activity. Modern haunted houses are getting pretty awesome. Like, I, there's one up up north of Nashville where it's mm-hmm. like a hayride with paintball guns and you shoot zombies yeah. that are chasing you. Yeah. And I'm like, that is not a haunted house. <laughs> that is fucking awesome. Then there's the ones that uh, they they have a few rare ones out there where they are allowed to touch you and stuff. Uh. So there's people who are seeking that kind of horror in their haunted house where, and like I saw a video of one they didn't show everything that happened, obviously. They want you to experience it and everything. But, like, these people, like, you know, they they would be in, like, a coffin or whatever and, like, start not being able to breathe and shit. And they'd have to, like, pound on the coffin doors and shit like Jesus. that. Jesus. Oh, yeah. No. Stuff like that. No. Yeah. But, you, of course, you sign a waiver. Yeah. You know, hey, if anything happens to you, well, what do we have anything to do with yeah, it? No this thanks. is why I don't, I don't make a habit of just casually signing waivers. Yeah. <laughs> I read that shit carefully. Um, I'll stick to the pumpkin patches and the hayrides yeah. and, and, and the cider. Just give me some and cider. And the cider and the cider donuts. <gasps> oh, God. Do you remember the Apple store at Opera Mills before the flood? Yes. They had apple donuts. Yes. yes. Oh, yes. those were the fucking best. Oh, yeah. Apple yeah, donuts, maybe. huh? Uh huh. Uh, then there's a modern retelling of Little Women that I think Leah Thompson directed. Oh, and again, this is not and the Greta Gerwig it. it's one. It's not the Greta Gerwig one, but she's in it, and uh, I think maybe she even cast the Deutsch, uh, her her daughters. In Zoe? It? Zoe and the other the other Deutsch. <laughs> the Deutsch. <laughs> the Deutsch juice. Zoe yeah. Deutsch is there, Leah Thompson's now, daughter? Yeah. I don't think I knew that. Yeah. Mentioned, huh. mentioned it a few weeks ago, but it was in passing. And Leah uh, Thompson is Fred Thompson's. No, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Leah Thompson was mar- is married to Howard Deutsch, the director. And then they had uh, Zoe Deutsch and uh, some others. She got an older sister. Second cousin to Donnie Deutsch. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Um, but they ha- she has an older sister and everything. Uh, but I don't know if they- they're not featured much in the trailer. So they're-, they're probably not in it that much if they are in it. But it's got a few people in it that I remember. That are uh, when are they going to gender swap it and give me little men? <laughs> Didn't they already do that? Mm. Oh Jesus! Did they really? I, think I was trying to make an awful joke, not call up a bad memory. Uh, I don't see any Deutsches. No in Deutsches. They, she did some. <laughs> okay, so she didn't direct this. There's a movie she's directing that has the two daughters in it. Zilch Deutsches. Oh yeah, they. She did a. She directed a movie called The Year of Spectacular Men, 2017, and it has Madeline Deutsch and uh, Zoe Deutsch. Oh, okay. So that's what I thought this might have been, but she didn't direct this. This Little Women. But anyway, it's a modern retelling, and it's. I always wonder about stuff like this because Little Women has a very specific era type of stuff that yeah. happened. Like, oh, she can't be a writer because she's a woman. Yeah. And there's like, this is 2018, and it's like, she's a woman and she can't suddenly can't get something published. <laughs> but <laughs> no. I don't know. They they may they may they may put it put a little bent on it of some sort that makes it make sense. I don't know. But it seems like a very era era specific thing. And then you put it into 2018. It's like, get over yourselves, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Then there's a, a trailer we've seen a million times. Night School, which is Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish. Boy, subtitle did not try very hard. This is like the this is like the fist fight of this year. Yeah, just, I bet you they spent 
two and a half days making this movie. It seems like it. I really? mean, they both they both deserve better than this because they're both funnier than what it looks like. They're both riffers. They both are are high energy and everything. But I I just want them to be in in something that uses that talent that's not just like slapstick this, throw everything at the wall dude i don't know what the deal is kevin hart you watch his stand-up he can, can construct a really good joke yep like he constructs the storytelling of it and everything is great but then when he gets in a movie suddenly some sort of like training wheels get knocked off and he's just like i'm every every little like thing somebody says he's got a riff on it yeah yep. and it's some sort of riff you're like oh my god that's so fucking lame dude what are you doing and that's what night school does a lot now tiffany haddish seems pretty funny in this movie yeah i mean she does but she also seems similar to previous characters that we've seen yeah you know yeah um but uh yeah i'm not i don't i don't i don't have high hopes for this there's no way it's gonna top summer school (laughs) no of course not summer school so great do you remember that movie <laughs> no oh man i watched the shit out of. i that remember movie. summer school that wasn't uh the, 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 uh it was a, a beautiful young cast the, i think the girl was more famous and then the guy that plays the teacher who's i'm completely blanking on 1987 mark Harmon, kirstie alley kirstie alley yeah courtney thorne smith now i watched oh, the shit yeah. out of that movie uh, at my friend's house it's, mom and dad didn't know I was, <laughs> that, but, <laughs> I remember that. was there was there a lot of Ah uh, no, 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 but it was PG, PG was thirteen. It? it was just, uh, you know, it was just like a Revenge of the Nerds style hijinks uh, during a summer school. Yeah, nineteen eighty seven. That's yeah. going to be the crest of that, that exactly, genre, exactly. Um, and then there's an animated movie called Smallfoot, which looks like Ice Age Seven. Is it the one with the Yetis? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, listen, listen. This might be perfectly fine. It might be even good. But you're telling me that. This movie can get distributed, but fucking Animal Crackers can't get that, distributed. Exactly what I thought when I watched this trailer. This is Ice Age Seven versus Frozen versus Penguin Happy Feet and but everything like that. There's no original. Yeah, this is this whole here. thing. Like, oh, let's reverse it. Let's say there's a kid who's walking around and his shoe print makes all these Yetis scared, and he's we got to find the legendary Smallfoot. Get it? Yeah. You know that's what this seems like and again might be fine might be i'm just i'm I'm pissed off about animation right now (laughs) i'm pissed off (laughs) (laughs) by the way an aside i watched the southmark movie uh, last night for the first time in a long time because Mm -hmm. as much as i watched it back in the day and i'm sure we all did back in the day it's been a while since i've seen the whole thing Mm -hmm. man there's a lot of stuff that I didn't remember that that has changed that they probably wouldn't be able to get away with. Oh now yeah, and that you know. But there's also some really fucking great stuff. Yeah, in yeah. I love that scene where my ass. everybody like they go into the the uh, uh, the the pond to tell everybody that they saw the movie, and everybody's like, "Ooh, yes, you can fucking touch me!" Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and then everybody goes, "We got to see this movie too," and everybody leaves, and it's just Carvin and Kenny, and he's like. God, I hate you, Kenny. <laughs> yeah, just, just randomly out of nowhere. Yeah, I love that movie. Uh, let's go through some of the limited stuff that's on the schedule. Some of this may not even come out in September, but it is on some of our sources. So we'll see what happens. The Children Act, which is an Emma Thompson movie where she's trying to decide whether this kid who's a part of a Jehovah's Witnesses family uh should get a pl- blood transfusion or not 
the trailer goes back and forth like it's really trying to confuse you as to what happens yeah i saw a very positive review about this today in uh new yorker i believe something like that especially about emma thompson's performance this looks really interesting to me just the content alone it's been a minute since I've seen her in something that could really like show her off, mm-hmm. and I love me some Emma Thompson. Yeah, me so too. I'm hopeful about it. But uh, yeah, it's it's one of those type of it's a courtroom drama essentially mm-hmm. where yeah, and that's a that's a really interesting. I mean, I would say controversial type of decision you'd have to make, yeah. you know, because one, on one end you're killing the kid, on the other end you're going against religious beliefs. Yeah, and, and everything. And it seems like this has been in the news at some point too. Sure I don't know it if it's has. based on a story. Yeah. Um. Then there's uh the Dave Bautista, like Dave Bautista's like Taken slash Sudden Death movie. Yeah. Uh, it's exactly what it looks. Final like. score yeah. is what it's called. Ooh. It's uh okay. They're at a soccer match and his yeah, daughter soccer. gets his daughter gets uh, abducted and the terrorists are inside the stadium. Yeah. And so he's got to take some fools out and of course and he's a special forces. They better be paying officer. some fucking royalties to sudden death, right? Well, sudden death taken, like fucking. I'm saying, <laughs> like, in things. a sports arena. But I it's soccer. Know. It's soccer. Yeah, right. So it's, it's totally completely different. different. Our drawing goes. You can't make parallels when it's soccer against hockey. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. You're right. You're right. I'm I guess sure. They... Jean, and I know, by the way, Jean Claude Van Damme stars. <laughs> <laughs> because this is set in a, at a soccer game, it's probably going to do like 10 times the, the box office that Sudden Death ever did. <laughs> Maybe yeah. right. a worldwide box office is going to be just fine with Batista busting up some soccer it, it fools. It does have this early '90s feel to it, man. They don't make these type of movies anymore. This daffy kind of like you know whatever, and it's uh it's kind of fun looking at the trailer. I don't know if the movie's sure. any good. And Batista's always like you know interesting enough to maybe this will secure his post guardians. Is, is Pierce Brosnan playing the bad guy in this? He better be. I don't know. Pierce Brosnan is in this movie. He better be the fucking bad guy. <laughs> there's or a the point. President. There's a point where I was like, "Who's the bad guy?" There's he's in shadows, and then finally, like when they're doing the names, Pierce Brosnan shows up, and I'm like, "Where was he this whole trailer?" He's either the bad guy or like the prime minister or something. Right, shit, right, I right. You. But I think what if the bad guy is the prime that minister? That's even yes. better. Even better, and that's probably <laughs> the it. Now that you say that. <laughs> It, it's got to be him. It reminds yeah. me of that uh, that movie that uh, Michael Scott makes in the Office. The uh, the what is it called? The it's the action movie where he's the he's the main oh, star. It's the guy's name, right? Yeah, something like that. And like, uh, no, it's it's got it's got some weird like you know, color me danger or some shit. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's got some name like that. And like, uh, they're like he, you know, the president calls him in, and the president's like, I need you to do this and everything, and then he comes comes in later with the bad guy and the president's in on it <laughs> um be danger um then there is uh, i think we're alone now a movie with peter dinklage and l fanning okay this, so i only watched this trailer because we're doing this preview this movie was completely off my radar but this trailer has a vibe uh-huh. man yeah like, i'm in yeah. i, I kind of want to see what's going on yeah, it's one too. of those trailers that gives you the vibe without giving you all the detail. And uh, yeah, yeah. I, all I all I remember about it is like there's some dead bodies and he's like porting them somewhere. Yeah. And then there's like a re- friendship romance thing going on between him and Elle Fanning. And I, I was like, at the end of it, I was like, I don't know what the fuck that was. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> but it looks interesting. I like trailers like that. Man. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah, me too. Reed Morano did this one. 
who uh, has directed some of the Handmaid's Tale. Oh yeah, that's episodes. right. That's right. Uh, and then there is Lizzie, which is a um, a, t- a different take on the Lizzie Borden murders. Mm-hmm. Chloe Seventy plays Lizzie Borden, right? Yep. Yeah. And then you have uh, Kristen Stewart in there, and there looks like there's like they're having lesbian love scenes, yep. and there's like uh, that's it all I remember. Like, <laughs> it looks like a sympathetic <laughs> portrait of her, like from her point of yeah. view. At least it's a f- okay. This might be the best trailer I watched in prep for this show. I agree. Um, I think it's an awesome trailer. I don't know if the movie's going to reflect that, but it sucked me in. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, yeah, I, I'm ready to go see that. Um, and you know, who who to thunk again? Do we need a Lizzie Borden movie? Maybe not. But it does sound like from some of those review sound bites they put at the end of the trailer that I saw that they have they have reinvented the story. They've done something new with it. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I'm down with that. I think uh, Christina Ricci did a version. She, of I was going to say somewhere some Christina point. Ricci's like, God damn it! Cause <laughs> yeah. she, hers was like a TV version. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and because it's, just... it's been told multiple times before, because sure. it back in the 1800s, I guess, is yeah. when this happened. Um, but yeah, it, I agree. It, that's another one with a very cool vibe to the trailer. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, looks good. Uh, uh, I, who knows when we'll see it around these parts? But um, I'm I'm looking forward to it. And then there's a documentary called Science Fair, which is, you know, that that's the thing about documentaries these days. They try to find that subject mm-hmm. that you didn't think there was anything to it. And you find, whoa, there's way more to the eye, you know, than it seems. And this all that. is a documentary. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like it starts off with this kid winning a science fair and screaming like he's on the price is right or something, you know, and he's like, yeah, one. And then it just talks about the, you know, how these kids are like obsessed with winning science fairs and being the best people they can be and all this other type of stuff. I am down. There's definitely, if anything has been proven by the, uh, mr rogers documentary and even the three perfect strangers or whatever it is there's a place for these apolitical interesting stories everyday life um that uh in particularly in this in this time frame yeah no and that's why i would be down to watch this quite a bit oh yeah um then there is a happening of monumental proportions notable that judy greer directed this oh, yeah. wow. um and it's got it's sort of uh i don't know it's got a it's got a huge cast in it. it's in nat faxon jennifer garner john cho allison janney katie holmes bradley whitford Ooh. uh rob riggle anders home uh common who's in like five or six movies this mm-hmm. fall um he's becoming pretty common yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) and then storm reed who was in wrinkle of in a a wrinkle in time um kumail nanjani did you say uh no i didn't yeah kumail nanjani is in it too uh but uh i don't i don't remember what this was exactly about the opposite of the lizzie trailer where it gives you a vibe but doesn't tell you any everything that's going on but then gives you an idea of what direction they're going is the the this trailer it's the opposite of that Hmm. Um, it flashes a bunch of places and people are smiling. Camille Nanjani gets a joke in when the music cuts out. Mm-hmm. And then it's like from the director of, I don't know, the girl from Archer or whatever it is. You know, <laughs> it tells you nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know what to think of this. I know that Judy Greer's name tends to attract me more than, yeah. than, uh, than not. So I will watch this at some point. Uh, then there's the sisters brothers. This oh, did you see that? I did yeah. see the trailer for this. Uh, this has Joaquin Phoenix and John C. Riley, and it's a it's a like a 
good old fashioned Western type of uh, movie, I guess, uh, where they're are they trying to are they are they trying to knock off a few like what are they they're, they're robbers right uh yeah they're the they're assassins and they're going after a particular target oh so they're not robbers no, well i think i think they get paid handsomely for their thing but so i they're think assassins. they're yeah they're trying to to go after jake gyllenhaal i believe and it's river uh, river it's joaquin phoenix and john c Riley. Mm-hmm. scuzzed up john c Riley, and this looks like like fun, but also like got a little substance to it. Well, I think it's it's gonna be both, but I think it's comedy. Like I picked up the book in the airport. Oh, really? Um, because I had, I knew the movie was on the way, and all of the quotes on the back were talking about how like subversively funny that book is. Um, and so I'll eventually get it and check it out because mm. I like that kind of stuff. But it's basically a gritty. It's gritty and dirty, and it's a western. But I think it's going to be pretty fucking funny, too. And uh, that, we don't get enough of those. No, what was no. the last comedy Western you saw? Was it Back to the Future 3? A Million Ways to Die in the West. And God damn it, you're right. That, and that was terrible. Yeah, yeah, if we want to call that a comedy or anything. Or, or even technically, I guess it's a Western before it's a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, this looks really, really interesting. Um, yeah, it does look good. And with that kind of cast, I'll eventually see that, too. Yeah. Uh, then there's All About Nina, which is a Mary Elizabeth Winstead as a stand-up comic yeah. uh, movie. And uh, I'm so glad that she's finally getting some roles that are... I, befitting of what of talent that i thought she might have because early on i was like i don't know if she's ever going to take off at all like she's pretty but it just doesn't seem like she's ever going to get into that movie and then scott pilgrim happens mm-hmm. and you're like yeah maybe possibly uh she's in she's in uh death proof the the tarantino mm-hmm. thing she's in that for a brief moment you're like oh maybe then fargo season three she's in that oh yeah and that's where i thought maybe possibly it's turning around for her and this is a type of movie that could really launch her too because this is a, like a i mean if it if it hits at all because it looks she looks amazing in yeah. this this looks like a really good performance character everything for her yeah she's starting to get a track that was 10 cloverfield lane was her right yeah yes yeah i think she's definitely starting to get a, a track record here and this could be like a showpiece type of thing yeah uh similar to like the big sick that uh, mm-hmm. happened to camille nanjani so yeah yeah good she's, stuff yeah she's she's one of those you know she's unlikable type characters is always like you know telling people off and shit like that but still it looks like it's it looks good Mm -hmm. uh then there is the old man with the gun which is apparently robert redford's last performance looks charming as hell in this it does it does he's uh he's just an old uh old school robber guy goes into places and he's like real nice about it and everything and and he strikes up this relationship with sissy spacek in it um who knows i mean it looks like an old-fashioned type of movie you know he's had a weird late 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 career you know because he did all his loss which you and i both loved right Mm -hmm. and then he did that shia labeouf movie Mm -hmm. that you didn't like very Mm -hmm. much he was in civil war for a hot minute and he was i guess fine in it but like what else has he really done winter soldier he was in winter soldier that's right. although yes they run together for me too um yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I guess he's not retiring from like the business. He's just retiring from acting. So he may direct again. I always I always found myself more interested in his directing career uh, yeah, no than his acting career. Uh, ever since like Quiz Show, that era, I was like, oh, this guy's a good director. Mm-hmm. I like him. Uh, and then finally, we have Summer of uh, Summer 03, which 
now you know you're getting old when people are being nostalgic about <laughs> the aughts. Like, you know, back in the day, you know, in 03. In 03, 15 um, years ago. Yeah, this uh, this has Joey King in it, and it's sort of a coming-of-age type of movie. She wants to give a blowjob. Is that what I'm getting from this trailer? Well, that's... I think that's how they suck you into the uh, uh, trailer. Yeah. Well, there's literally like but, her licking an ice cream cone on the Yeah, on the but I don't coaster. think that's what the plot of the movie is. It seems to me like a, a, the to-do list. It may be. It may be a to-do thing, you know. I don't know. But but it's framed in, like I said, it, it could be like a ladybird. It, it could be that good. It, I w- the, the IMDB synopsis is a 16-year-old girl and her extended family are left reeling after a calculating grandmother unveils an array of secrets on her deathbed. Uh, so who blow knows? Jobs. But yeah, there's like uh, they 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 talk about blowjobs at the beginning of the trailer, and I don't think that's what the movie is necessarily about. But maybe maybe there'll be a couple of blowies in there. You never know. Uh, is it uh, Paul Shear in this? Yeah. yeah, Paul Shear's in it. Couple of blowies. <laughs> the summer of blowies. <laughs> it's the summer. That's of right. Blowies. That's right. Summer of blow three. Hey <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh boy oh you know what there there's definitely people out there who refer to o3 as that right yeah. there's gotta be so on to october and yeah. um october is where typically the oscar season starts so we start getting better movies and everything the first one that sort of uh, is tr- is vying for that is a star is born that comes out october 5th uh, this is Bradley Cooper directing and acting in with Lady Gaga and this movie and Dave Chappelle and Dave Chappelle. This movie has been done at least once and it might've been done twice, at least twice. Yeah. And it, and it's done, been done in some certain form. Maybe not a star is born, but it has been done in some certain form a few times, I believe. Yeah. Uh, the most famous is Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson. Yeah. Uh, this i heard now you know this is coming from sean penn now so you know temper your expectations <laughs> but so about six months ago i heard him on a podcast he had seen this movie and he said this is the best movie i've seen in a long time mm. now who knows you know it played at the venice film festival one yep. of these film mm-hmm. festivals a week or two ago and the the buzz is pretty strong now it's common for buzz to be strong out of festivals um but what 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 fascinates me the most about this is how this movie looks expensive as fuck. Mm-hmm. Like it looks like a hundred million dollar movie. Probably was. The faith that those money men had to have in first time director Bradley Cooper, who's going to do his own singing and guitar playing, and first time serious actress Lady Gaga to carry a hundred million dollar or more film. I'm going to look up the budget later. I'm sure, I'm sure it was outrageous. Uh, that's takes balls, right? It does. And I, I tell you what, man, I had no interest in seeing this movie uh, when I heard about it, when I saw who was in it, even though I like who's in it. And I saw that first trailer. That first trailer fucking hooked me, man. Yeah. It hooked me. Mm-hmm. I, it, it's pure saccharine. It's pure, like, get up on the stage, honey, and all that kind of thing. Show your gift and all that stuff. But for whatever reason, it worked for me. I feel like this is going to be a huge hit, man. I think it's going to be big. Uh, it, it hits um, it hits a lot of quadrants. Um, as you know, you're going to get 
you know, people on both sides of the political aisle watching this. You're mm-hmm. going to get, you know, just a, a wide variety of people will be watching a star. Well, right and who hasn't at some point in their life, maybe only childhood, but a lot of people into adulthood dreamed of being a singer oh, or yeah. a musician. or So it, it, I think it taps into that dream. And, and it's one of the reasons I'm not I'm not super frustrated about this particular remake is that uh, music has changed so much uh, from the last time it was made that uh, I think you can tell a different story to an entirely different audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it sounds like Bradley Cooper has taken his character in, in some much darker directions than previous iterations. Um, and so, yeah, I, I'll check it out. It, the trailer does look good. Um, you know, I already am a little worried. It's one of those that's going to be a solid A, but everyone just decides collectively to call it an A plus forever mm. and ever and um, jizz all over it. Right. Interesting. Uh, Judy Garland and James Mason were in the original one in 1954. Yeah. And uh, then it was Streisand and Christopher. So we've gone from Judy Garland to Barbara Streisand <laughs> to Lady Gaga. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. I, no, I, I think Lady Lady Gaga is talented. It's just one of those things where her sideshow sort of has derailed what could have been like. I feel like a she's. I mean, obviously, super well pop, more popular than any of us will ever be. But, yeah, but like her sideshow sort of like derailed that a bit. Even right? at the Venice Film Festival, she arrived in this like Snow White gown by boat like with yeah. this whole fanfare thing and i'm just like ah i, 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 I mean but that's that's i her think thing. i like the person more than i like her the act or the character yeah because uh, it's it's weird because the the character itself looks like it's real stripped down and it's her she's a fantastic singer yeah um it, like her using her natural ability yeah. and all that stuff yeah uh opening on that same day this is going to be a huge day uh venom comes out october 5th i was uh looking i was watching this trailer again because i needed to like i had seen it a couple of months ago but i watched again yesterday and i felt like this is a movie that would have come out in the 90s and would have just 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 you know been forgotten as soon as it came out Mm. one of those spawn type movies um and and like i now though because that the base of that comic book fandom is so high uh it's going to do incredible business yeah. it won't do i don't think it's going to be a hundred million or anything like that it'll probably still do about 40 50 somewhere like I that i didn't have time to click through but i saw a headline on like deadline or the rap today that said the early numbers are in and venom is on track to make a buttload of money mm-hmm. huh. um and so i think there's a combination of because spider-man fans there's almost as much love for venom as there is spider-man mm-hmm. in that universe i've mm. never understood it and then tom hardy everybody seems to like tom hardy the problem for me is the first trailer looked pretty good the second trailer makes mm. me cringe and mm-hmm. i am no longer sold so i'm gonna need to see those good reviews rolling in yeah. on rotten tomatoes or some other where you but, guys tell me it's awesome but uh yeah. i i think it'll probably do really solid 50 something million opening weekend you know i mean not that not that the uh, Venn diagram of people who watch A Star is Born and Venom are going to overlap very much, but <laughs> but uh, I think that's going to be enough of a separation that it won't do hundreds of millions on that first week or whatever. But uh, but yeah, watching that trailer, I was like, God, this reminds me of being in the late 90s yep. and, and all the stuff that's happening in this. I'm like, people would have just been like, eh. But now that there's all these years of just building that world and everything, people are going to go watch this like crazy. Yep. Yeah. Uh, then on the 12th, we have Bad Times at the El Royale. 
I don't know what to think of this at all. Nope. Um, it's got a, it's one of those movies that sets up a lot like the earlier Hotel Artemis does, uh, where a bunch of strangers, well, an identity as well, where a bunch of strangers come into a hotel and then there's like secrets and shit that can, that are revealed as they, as they go along. And it's got a lot of good people in it. It's, it's got, got John Ham and Drew Goddard was the director. Drew and Goddard. Yeah um i mean it's got i mean it's got a lot of things going for it it's just that after watching the trailer i just don't know what to think of it yeah um, and i want it almost seems like in the trailer jeff bridges is caught between his uh rooster cogburn and his uh, <laughs> yeah. uh dude yeah um but yeah i mean chris hemsworth again with drew goddard after uh yeah. cabin in the woods yeah, uh, dakota, dakota johnson. johnson nick offerman mm-hmm. um yeah there's there's enough in this to where I mean, it it probably is going to be good, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, man. I got burned so many times in the '90s by these large cast of random strangers in a place. Mm-hmm. Like, was that uh, what was that one you two made? What million dollar hotel? Oh yeah, something like. Anyway, I'm just no. I don't have. I mean, about that. No. Was that was that million dollar hotel? Was that Mel Gibson? And I think. Well, yeah, there was. I may be, I'm either putting two movies together or they are the same movie because Mel Gibson was also in a hotel one, but there was a hotel one that like you two produced and funded. I think Bono's even in it. Million Dollar Hotel in 2000 has Jeremy Davies, Mila Jovovich, Mel Gibson, Jimmy Smits, Peter Stormare, Amanda Plummer, Donna Logue. Uh, wow. Yeah. See, you love that cast, right? Yeah. Yeah. Don't watch that movie. <laughs> yeah. It is that one. All right. Good. Okay. Um, but yeah, I don't know what to think of it. It looks fun. It looks like it looks like exactly how Hotel Artemis did, and I wanted to see that, and it was gone in two weeks. Yeah. Um, the big one that's coming out on the twelfth is First Man. We've talked a lot about that. Obviously, um, I, I'm I'm there. That looks like a great movie yep. to me. That's awesome. Uh, Damien Chazelle with Ryan Gosling again, and it's uh, about going to the fucking moon. Yeah, man. I'm and all the stuff leading up to going to the fucking moon. And if it's like anything like Apollo 13 at all, then you've got a great movie there. Yeah. And I have read um, that that's something that they have done well with this film or Damien Chazelle has done well is show us uh, a unique perspective on the space stuff. So that there won't be a lot of those like glory shots from like two miles up far away from the space center. Uh, from what I understand, it's going to be a lot more of like their perspective, POV help you feel the cramped nature of the spacecraft i'm very excited about this that. is like a first weekend movie for me i think oh yeah mm-hmm. i think i'll be there opening week yeah. yeah i mean the guy has a perfect batting average when it comes to studio films and his first one wasn't wasn't terrible mm-hmm. um and then you know every, every everything about this is right up my alley so yeah. i'm down same yeah. here the other one uh, coming out that sullies the name of October 12th is Goosebumps 2 Haunted Halloween. Jack uh, Black's in this, right? He's I don't gotta know. Be. He's uh, gotta be. I mean, I'm sure he is. He was just jumping back and forth from the clock with houses in its walls over to this one. <laughs> I mean... Uh, I said the clock with it, houses in its walls. <laughs> it, it might as well be that, right? Um, I don't know if he is. He's not in the trailer that I saw for Goosebumps 2. Oh, interesting. 2. I thought I had read that he was. But uh, on the IMDb that I'm looking at, he doesn't look like his picture showing up unless he's uncredited um haunted halloween uh but yeah it's uh the kids go into rl stein's old mansion and they find a book that has a lock on it and you know they're able to pry it open then jumanji Mm. happens Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) um then we have on the 19th we have the uh the reboot of halloween 
This has got Jamie Lee Curtis back. It's got David Gordon Green directing, Danny McBride writing. The trailer looks good. It looks promising. It looks like they're. It looks like they're. It looks like they're trying to get back to that old Halloween. Like it's a it's Halloween night, and yep. it's like he's at first the way the trailer is. I thought we were just going to have like a big like perspective from Michael Myers the whole right. time. Oh, I think we are. Like from what I read, this opens with like a tracking shot, a one shot that's like fifteen minutes long mm. or longer of him going house to house. Like the trailer hints at this, mm-hmm. but makes it look cut. And from what I've read, it's not, it's at least made to look like a one shot if it's not a single take. That's pretty badass. And it's, that alone almost sold me on the film. Then I saw the trailer and the, just everything feels right. The yeah. vibe, the tone, they got Carpenter's music. Um, I he wrote think, new and, music. And He's involved. Some ass kicking Jamie Lee Curtis. You can't, you can't, uh, you can't go wrong with that. She's getting out the guns, man. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it was like Linda Hamilton in T2 in terms of like, oh, she's not fucking around. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, I mean, because I don't even care. She even has that badass line. She's like, I was uh, all these years. I've been waiting for him to, to break out, hoping he would break yeah. out. And they're like, why? So I could kill him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like, I mean, it, it took all this time to recapture. And our friend Jonathan can tell you all about like the merits of Halloween two or three or H two O or whatever. Mm. I had no time for any of those movies. I didn't like any of them. I just liked the first one. But it took all this time to get back to it to get to that feel. And it mm-hmm. seems like they've they're at least in the ballpark. So now. the the uh, the thought is is that this one is ignoring everything after. I don't know if it's ignoring Halloween two, which was a continuation right. of the first one, but it it's definitely ignoring three, which was not even really a part of the series. Four or five, The Curse of Michael Myers, H2O, and of course the zombie films. It's ignoring all those, right. and it's going straight back to you know. Let's it, forget all that. Happened. Was it three that was season of the witch? Yes. <laughs> there was an idea for Halloween at the time to have different stories uh, based around Halloween right. every year. So they figured like we don't need Michael Myers. We'll just come up with our own like little horror story every time, and it'd be just called Halloween. And of course, nobody went to see Season of the Witch because people want to see Michael Myers. Yep. And there's no Michael Myers in that movie. And it's a, it's a, it's a terrible movie anyway. Just for, even if you put Michael Myers in it, it wasn't going to save that shit. Um, then also on the 19th, you have Serenity, not the Serenity that uh, was based on the Firefly <laughs> show. Uh, but, uh, it's Matthew McConaughey, Anne Hathaway, and Jason Clark. In this weird, almost Red Rock West type of uh, thriller where she hires McConaughey to kill Jason Clark, it's her husband, and but there's something weird going on that mm-hmm. they don't want to really explain in the trailer. And he's like, seem, there's a point, because Matthew McConaughey whispers all the way through <laughs> this thing. Uh, he's like, seems like everybody in the town knows what's going on except me. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, there's that weird, yeah, he's like, he's like, what? He's, there's that one point where he's talking to the clerk and he's like, isn't that weird? Everybody knows what's going on except me. And she has this weird look on her face. Will you come back right now? Are you here? Yeah, blah, blah, no, blah. it's got like a weird, dead calm, like Wicker Man, original Rick, yeah, Wicker Man type yeah, of thing. Yeah, Um Then on the 26th, we have Hunter Killer, which could only be a submarine movie, because if you know your submarine movies, they're always going after Hunter Killers. Yeah. Um, but uh, this has got Gerard Butler in it. <laughs> this one... 
Yes. <laughs> it's got Jared Butler in it, but uh this looks like uh they they're not always down in the submarine. Like you most submarine movies are like, yeah, we're gonna show you the you know, the tight quarters and like, you know, the mm-hmm. they're always there. There's always there, there's always danger lurking in the water. This has some like uh, a lot of like above ground type stuff in it too. Like it's trying mm. to I think it's trying to paint a bigger picture of the war or whatever that's going on. Okay. Um I think the uh, conceit of it is they're trying to stop a war, but they uh, somehow end up inside of a war that is already going on or something like mm. that. Whatever. Hunter anyway, Killer. Hunter Killer. Uh, then there's Indivisible. This is another Pure Flix movie. Ah. This one, this one is another one of those where is this the one where uh, like her her uh, husband gets killed overseas or something like that? I don't know. It's a war movie. Okay. And, uh, I think, I think the husband lives. He's the main character. And like, yeah, it's like he keeps going over. It's kind of like, uh, American Sniper. Where, Would you ever like willingly sit down and watch one of these things? Not the way these movies look. No. Yeah. They look cheaply made and they look like they're ready to just, you know, to get the Sunday crowd in there and then make their money and leave. Yeah. And, uh, every time I look at these trailers, I'm like, I, I kind of want to, want to be able to want to watch these movies, but I, yeah, I want to root for them. I'd but like for one of them to be watchable, but this is the same deal, right? This guy keeps going overseas and it's like, sh- the wife is upset because he keeps going over and like, you should be paying attention to the family. And it becomes more about keeping the family together than it is about him needing to do his heroic deeds and and stuff like that and there's a lot of praying mm-hmm. as as all these mm-hmm. pure flicks movies are mm-hmm. uh there's a lot of praying make sure that the praying goes on. it's like tyler perry tyler perry the first few <laughs> tyler perry movies were all about that it was always some woman who was in an abusive relationship and she would uh she would like finally get the nerve to leave that that awful man and then she'd go to church and the church would be like you need to find a way to get this back together and blah 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 <laughs> and everything and like you know they 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 sing at the end and then the the husband has gone through some sort of reformation and they get back together. That's how those Tyler Perry movies happen. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's a movie that everybody requested. Johnny English strikes again. <laughs> wow. How is Rowan Atkinson still like doing stuff? I don't know, man. He's I, probably like only like 48 somehow. <laughs> no, no. He was probably 48 when the first one came out. Um, but yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why there's another Johnny English. Maybe, maybe it's popular still in, in, uh, did you ever Europe? like the Mr. Bean Johnny English or I guess they're two different things, but uh, his stick is his stick. I've never been a big fan of that type maybe of thing. Either. Yeah. Have you? Uh, it's all right. When, when, mm. when people are just kind of dolts and just kind of like, you know, walk into situation to situation and everything and, they either screw up things and it makes a farce out of everything or whatever. I'm not, not usually a big fan of that. But. I mean, it's a, it's always felt like a poor man's Pink Panther to me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Pink Panther was always only just okay for me. Like, I was never like a big, oh, that's fucking hysterical. He accidentally did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> har, har, slap my knee. All right. <laughs> um, okay, so here are the limited releases coming out in October. You have The Happy Prince, which is an Oscar Wilde biopic that... Uh, uh, rupert everett directed yeah oh, wow 
Uh, and he's starring as Oliver as uh, Oliver Oscar Wilde. Yeah, and it looks good. It, it really looks does. Really good. Got a great cast. Too. Yeah, uh, it's got Colin Firth in it. Um, who else is in it? Emily Watson is yeah. in it. Uh, Colin Morgan, Tom Wilkinson, where he gets to probably use, I guess, his native accent for one. Yeah, for for finally. <laughs> um, but yeah, but uh, but yeah, um, you know, goes through the usual trappings of these type of movies, though. Too like, well, he's gay. They didn't like that back then. Mm-hmm. That's what you know. He's got to have to. He's got to fight through that and everything. Yep. But it looks great. Yeah. Um. Then there is Trouble. <laughs> Did you watch this? Trailer? I saw the trailer. I don't remember what this is about. No, this is Bill Pullman. Oh and, yeah. Okay. Uh, Angelica, Angelica Houston. Houston. By the way, recent Bill Pullman has been killing me lately Mm -hmm. he's killing the shit like uh i don't know where this came from because bill pullman has always in my estimation been a one-note actor he can do this and he can (laughs) do a little bit of that but now he just decided to the gloves are off it and in the center and in this what it looks like like he's just kind of going unhinged so it's a, a brother and a sister uh, that get together and uh, that that can't get along, mm-hmm. and it looks funny, and it looks like it's got a good cast, and yeah. like this is not something that I would show up first day for. No, but it looks like a, an interesting movie. It has uh, it also has David Morris and it has Julia Stiles in it. Yeah, ah, Julia the Stiles show. looking oh. terrific in this movie too. Yeah. Um. Then we have Beautiful Boy. This is um. I saw the trailer for this. What was this? Timothy Chalamet and uh, is it Chalamet or Chalamet? It's Chalamet, and that's all you have to say. Timothy Chalamet (laughs) and Steve Carell. Oh, yeah, that's right. Jesus Christ, I haven't heard anything other than how much these two love each other from the Toronto Film Festival and all that stuff. The two actors? Yes, the two actors love each other. They had an immediate paternal bond, and they love each other, and they're really good together, and it's immediate Oscar buzz. I'm down with it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's fantastic. Um, I'm just getting a little sick of hearing about it. Well, I saw a headline that Army Hammer said they're going to make Call Me By Your Name too. What? I heard something about that, that there was a, a it, it was a couple people involved that said a sequel could totally happen on this. Hmm. I'm, I'm just, it's making me feel like Call Me By Your Name. And when I finally ended up watching that, I was a little underwhelmed. So I'm wondering if I'm going to have the same experience here. Oh, no, I don't think there's a romantic thing. No, I don't think there is either. I'm just saying the Chalamet's getting all this praise for the dramatic yada yada. (laughs) I watched Call Me By Your Name and I thought he was okay. There wasn't anything about his performance that I thought he's the next everything. Really? Now, I thought he was spectacular. Now, I didn't like the movie. I didn't like the context. I thought him and Stuhlbarg in particular were just fucking killing it. Yeah. I mean, I thought he was good. Right. I'm not trying to detract. I'm just saying right. that movie, and he became the next River Phoenix, and I didn't see it in that one performance. Look, how dare you, Jeremy? I guess I don't understand. Look, just what am, what am I missing? Just, you know, he was awesome in it, and let's just go on. All right, fine. He <laughs> rules. Um, but no, it's a, it's a father-son movie, and, it, and it, the main thing is essentially that uh, I guess they have a good relationship or a great relationship until something happens, and then like uh, he the whole thing is him Carell trying to reach out to him and trying to get back to where they were and all that. Based on a true story. Based on a memoir. Based on memoirs, yeah. yeah. Man, dramatic Carell is not always doesn't always land does it uh i wouldn't i wouldn't categorize it as that i've like, only seen it a couple like times. he's hit or miss okay you got i would say you got that there Little are sunshine which is great which he's great in. yeah you got um fox catcher 
Yeah. Where I didn't really buy it all that much. Well, and if he's only great in that movie, if that's actually how that guy behaves in real life, because otherwise it's a little too cartoony. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a a couple of other things that I'm. Battle of the Sexes, I didn't like him in. Yeah. He's good. He's he's good in The Way Way Back. Um, Oh, um, yeah. the, The, you know, I mean. He's pretty good in Dan in real life, and that's kind of a dramedy, that's I guess. That's the thing. I don't think I would categorize it as, oh, man, this is so hit or miss. You don't ever know what you're going to get from Steve Carell in these movies. It's not really his fault. Yeah, that's It might true. be the movie's fault more than anything. Yeah. I agree about Foxcatcher, though, mm-hmm. um, because that's the, that, the makeup job on that is one of those things where like, I'm not quite I'm not Well, quite and he's got it. another shot, too, with that Welcome to Marwin movie coming out. So I did watch that trailer. That's two, an interesting ass trailer, right sure there. Sure is. Again, mm-hmm. based on a true story and a real person. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think he's had more positive, dramatic experiences than negative. But mm-hmm. yeah, maybe not enough for me to just say he's a shoe in. The Big Short. He was a dramatic character yep. in that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right. All right. Um, we got to chew on that a little bit more. <laughs> then, uh, then there's the Oath, another Tiffany Hannish movie. This is with like Baronholtz who directed this movie. Um, it's uh they're they're a couple tiffany haddish and ike barinholtz and they invite i guess his side of the family over mm-hmm. and and his side of the family is very right wing is that is that what i'm getting from this? i think so yeah and so like they they start saying things that are just a little bit like you don't say that type of shit you know in polite in mixed company yeah and um, you know it might be fine what what it looks like is uh a little bit more muted um tiffany haddish which mm-hmm. i'd love to see a little bit more of not mm-hmm. not necessarily dramatic but just like take it take it down a notch yeah, let's yeah, see yeah. let's see what we can what we can work with mm-hmm. uh then there is uh mid 90s the jonah hill directed movie can't make a, a like a more tailor-made movie for me than <laughs> yeah this. yeah no same here <laughs> even even uh even looks like he shot it 90s style yeah yeah. too like the film stock of it and everything looks very 90s and everything this looks fun this looks like a good movie i mean uh, if recent history has taught me anything it's to pay attention when comedic actors do directorial debuts mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so yeah and i saw this trailer and yeah it feels like i, I think the biggest takeaway and this just says more about me than anything else is god damn i'm old <laughs> when there can actually be a 90s aesthetic now because I remember when we were like in the aughts and I was like, you can't even pin the 90s down yet, bitches. I could tell you what the 80s were all about, but the 90s are too fresh. And now we're here. It's not <laughs> mm-hmm. the case anymore. Yeah. And this is, I was talking to my wife about this the other day because we've been on a run the last five years or so of a lot of 80s nostalgia and being done well. Stranger Things, mm-hmm. It, um, and 90s nostalgia is obviously naturally the next wave. And this is like the first one that's really kind of tying into it yeah captain marvel's gonna do the same thing it is very interesting to see (laughs) probably a very different movie (laughs) maybe just a tad bit probably less samuel l jackson in uh the jonah hill movie yeah no it looks great it looks uh music looks like it's on point it's about skateboarding it looks like it's actually because it looks like he's doing what greta gerwig did and then Mm -hmm. he's actually telling a story that he knows very well from his own youth so yeah and then there's what they had, Hillary Swank, Michael Shannon, Robert Forster, Blythe Danner. This is family trying to sew things up together. And- I don't see like, and I guess when we get into December-ish, um, you'll really start to see the Oscar containers coming out. But I don't really see, besides Beautiful Boy, I don't see like, you know, surefire bets 
mm-hmm. uh, that everybody's been saying are, are you know, well, that are really will, out there. Those will become more Stars apparent. Born. Sorry. Those will come yeah. more apparent in December when yeah. they start doing those releases, those those quick do Christmas releases and everything. By that point, you'll know, okay, these are the movies that have have uh the buzz going for it and here are the movies that could contend what you'll they know, had what a terrible title another terrible title <laughs> imagine putting me, that man. into google I, mean, I bet you once they finally settled on that title they looked around the room and went fuck yeah <laughs> what have we done How yeah did we even make this movie i know what they had and life itself and you know all this shit come on yeah uh well i typed serenity into google and the first thing that came up was the firefly yeah, yeah of course as it should be um then there's killer kate this looks like uh, killer kate yeah killer kate <laughs> sequel to killer joe probably oh, probably excellent. why not because that movie was so good yeah totally um deserved it. but uh killer kate looks like uh it's a bunch of women who go to some retreat and they're gonna go kill people yeah yeah that yeah. like you you can pay to go do this kind of like hostile or something <laughs> like that it pits family against family yeah i don't know this looks funny to me for whatever yeah. is it a comedy it's uh like a horror comedy there's right? a yeah there, like, it looks real bloody and all that but there's like there's a scene towards the end where like i think it's the main character's got blood all over her and everything and she's blown somebody away and her friend's like yeah or whatever <laughs> just like really excited or whatever um but yeah who knows and then there's the remake of suspiria this also has dakota johnson oh, yeah, in it, it does and it has uh tilda swinton yeah um it looks great it looks amazing yes it's got a, got a score by feeling. tom york i got a bad feeling wow. i have no basis hmm. mm. i got a bad feeling mm. okay I isn't am- it like isn't it like super long too isn't it like i want to say that i read it was like over two and a half hours long mm, not that is. that in and of itself yeah, two and a half the notes quality i just that is I, kind of a long horror movie i got a bad feeling and i have no basis and i hope it turns out great. i will say you remember the, the the original one right kind of i saw it a long time ago it's got really I'm, interesting subject matter I'm jonathan's really into it right oh yeah well i think so i'm i'm super into that movie i like that movie a lot and i i could totally see it updated with a modern aesthetic and it being a gorgeous mm-hmm. uh really atmospheric horror movie yeah the thing that just stood out to me was just how many different beautifully composed shots are in that trailer now that doesn't always translate for me i i tend to like my horror gritty and dirty and like you know not very beautiful and everything like Like you like your women yeah exactly (laughs) that's right um and uh be it be that as it may uh that's yeah that's how i like my horror movies too um so um yeah anyway. this seems like a whole different ball of wax basically mm-hmm. now in the original uh who was dario argento mm-hmm. just because it was it was italian and all that stuff it seemed to have kind of that that mix of gritty horror film but also with these stunning visuals and stuff like that so i kind of I, I'm typically with you, but this looks so sleek and gorgeous and beautifully shot. I don't know. I'm excited for it. Yeah, I am too. I hope um, it turns out great. Then we uh, get into November. Uh, November 2nd, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Uh, probably more well known for the behind the scenes shit at this point. But I mean, the trailer came out and it seemed like Twitter blew up when that happened and everything. 
Rami Malik is playing Freddie Mercury in this. Uh, he's gotten some sort of pull since doing uh, uh, Mr. Robot and everything. He's been around forever, but he's finally like becoming like a well-known. Has he been around forever? Yeah, I mean he's. I mean forever is probably like fifteen years. Interesting. Or uh, I remember him the first time I remember seeing him because he's got he's got a very unusual look. Yeah was in that show called The War at Home that had Michael Rappaport in it yeah. and all that. Do you remember oh, that show? Yeah. It was not a very good show, but I watched it. Um, he was the friend of the son. Oh wow. In that show and he was and the and he was he he wanted he wanted to have a relationship with the son. He was like, you know, he was had was attracted to the to the kid. Mm. Uh but uh but then he was you see, saw him stuff in like Twilight and he show in the later Twilight uh, chapters he was in that too and then Mr. Robot comes along he's become sort of like that uh, just about to break out type of uh guy. Now he's Freddie Mercury and if this movie hits then he's he's gold. I worry about this film cuz I feel like you need a a just pitch perfect Freddie Mercury impression. And then I think that sinks the film after that because it becomes more about the impression than the man. Did you like Ali? I like Ali more than most, but what makes Ali good, I think, is Will Smith's performance. Uh, I don't think the film is great, um, but I don't think he gets quite the credit. Do you think he nailed it? I, th- I think he came pretty damn close, especially especially anytime he's doing one of those rants at a press conference, especially if he's walking while talking to the press. I feel like that was Ollie, the way he the way he delivered those lines. Anyway, point is, Jamie Foxx disappeared into the role. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that movie. Remy Malek may be a, a great... He may do a great job. That doesn't mean the movie's going to be any good. And yeah. I love Queen. I love so, their music. Yeah. Wait a minute. You're, are you talking about Will Smith, Ollie, right? Not Jamie Foxx? Oh, no, was talking, I switched from switched Jamie. Yes, I switched to Ray. <laughs> oh, okay. Foxx. I was because like, Jamie Foxx is in Yeah, I forgot he was in Will Yeah, that's why I was. I had to get the clarification <laughs> there because I was like, wait a minute. Um, but no, I mean, these biopics, man, they, they're. I, I already kind of know what I'm going to get into with this. Well, the the interesting thing, and we may have talked about this, is that it sounds like they're just taking a specific period of of their career and and looking at it instead of like the entirety of the formation of the band all the way up until his death. So, if that's the case, then I could probably be on board with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I again, I'll watch it on home video or HBO at some point. Maybe I'll be impressed. I just I don't go for biopics very much, even mm-hmm. when it's somebody, an artist that I really like their music. I don't know that I care. Mm-hmm. I don't care. It's going to come down to you know what people are going to say. They're going to come out of come out of this and go. He really nailed that. He really nailed that performance. Yeah, and I'll be like, all right, well, Val Kilmer nailed Jim Morrison, but I don't want to watch the Doors. <laughs> no, no. According to all the things I'm seeing on IMDb, there's they're still showing Brian Singer as the lone director, but uh, Dexter Fletcher ends up being the i guess the main guy on yeah, this he took over brian singer there, was right? definitely fired from it this. says even though fletcher directed 16 days of filming the director's guild of america deemed the sole credit for directing the movie to brian singer mm. um so that's weird that'd um, be awkward award bus yeah yeah <laughs> seriously yeah he wouldn't be showing up to collect it yeah that would be crazy uh then god they, there's just so many of these titles that keep coming out that are the same fucking thing nobody's fool yes which is another tiffany haddish movie yes. tyler perry directed this one yeah. and um 
I don't go. remember much about this trailer. I just remember just going, nobody's fool, really? Yep. Like, like there's not another movie you can think of called that right now that's, you know. Would this be her fourth movie this year? Because wasn't she in something earlier this year? I don't remember if she was. But I mean, three within a season. Yeah. That's three insane. within three months. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? That's, I don't know if that's good for people's careers to do that. Like, if they all hit, oh, it's amazing. But if they all fail, then. If you're Jim Carrey, then yeah. That, well, that yeah works Jim out. Carrey did have a sort of a spread out 1994, though. Like, yeah, if true. Ace Ventura didn't do well, it might have, it might have, uh, you know, uh, bled over into the summer and the mask wouldn't have done well. And maybe Dumb and Dumber wouldn't have. Maybe it, I don't know, but it was spread out. This one's like in, within three months. And will people be, I'm tired of Tiffany Haddish. I mean, she was all, I mean, after all, she was also on that movie awards. Yeah, and that's what I'm thinking. She's about, all over yeah. the place. And, uh, like, are people going to get tired of her and everything with that kind of, uh, I don't know, release strategy? Um, then we have the Nutcracker in the Four Realms. Oh, God. <laughs> this looks like Alice in Wonderland again. Uh, yeah. It's like, oh, we've got this property. It's the Nutcracker. Let's just make a whole fucking Alice in Wonderland out of this shit. Yeah. And you know what? As somebody whose mother dragged him to so many versions of the goddamn Nutcracker ballet when he was a kid, that, I don't even think the story's all that good. I don't even think that girl has a dream. Yeah. Whoopty fucking do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry i'm sorry i mean obviously the music in the ballet is is the entirety of it and that's why this i'd rather listen to the music on yes, its own yes. well and that's why this bullshit is bullshit one thing one thing that it does have going for it is that misty copeland is is in this yep. and she's a badass so maybe yep. maybe maybe it's not going to focus on her though right isn't she like a dancer by trade mm -hmm. she's, she a, she's a world-renowned ballet dancer yeah. like like the top of her field essentially then fucking do it on a stage or, mm -hmm. or film it on a stage mm -hmm. or film it just as it is i don't need to find like a lord of the ring style like yeah. clash of 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 armies in my is, nutcracker is it looks awful yes it looks like a slog uh then because speaking of which <laughs> Uh, november 9th dr seuss the grinch illumination dips their toes into the grinch oh uh just i hate this i hate this movie already yeah hey is there a way okay so do you do you like the grinch who stole christmas like the the, the classic or, animated the original one? anime yes. yes okay there probably is a way because that's very dated it's like the the rudolph the red-nosed reindeer and all that stuff those are very dated effects and stuff like that I'm sure there's a way to do a remake of that exact same story, a couple more flourishes, maybe another song, something like that, where it would be palatable, right? Maybe. It is. I, yeah, I think as long as Illumination isn't infecting it with well, their... Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying, is that without all these Jim Carrey-isms, you know, with the previous one, and then Illumination doing whatever version of the Minions they're doing, you, you would think that they could just take a CG version or whatever animation, update it, Use the same songs, maybe update it a little bit while respectful of the source material, and just fucking do it again. This is I'm not a huge fan of remakes. I'm just saying that you could do it right. This is another issue, too, where they, again, they like the character of the Grinch is fine. We don't have to know why he's the way he is. Mm -hmm. And in this movie, they're going to tell you why he is the way he is. And it's like that. Why do we have to always strip the magic out of every fucking character there is out there? 
and give them prequels and tell us, oh, well, here's why he is the way he is. Why do we have to do that shit every time? It's never interesting. It's never interesting. Nope. Did you say November 9th? Yeah. Isn't that a little early for a Christmas movie? Uh, Not when you know Aquaman's coming and uh, you don't want to get out of its way. One thing that that you'll notice looking at the schedule is that Fantastic Beasts comes out the following week and you have Ralph Breaks the Internet. Oh, so, so you got it. They had to get ahead of it. They had to, yeah. So uh, it wouldn't have even been shocking if they had come out with this in October. Mm. Uh, so that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to get the jump. Trying to get two weeks in, and then Thanksgiving will help them out. And then by that point, you know, they'll made their money and everything. So yeah, November 9th is kind of early, but they had to dodge the schedule. Then you have the girl in the spider's web, which is another girl in the, with a dragon tattoo. This time, Claire Foy is playing uh, Elizabeth Salander mm-hmm. in this. Claire Foy is an interesting actress, I think. Yeah. Uh, she she has a look that reminds me of, like, she's going to be our next Tilda Swinton or whatever. Yeah. Like, um, she can play a lot of different kind of roles. The is the, the girl in the spider's web is the one that Stig Larson was writing and Correct. they finished. Well, he didn't finish. Yeah, so they yeah. finished it for him. Um, yeah, Fede Alvarez is directing this one. So. Okay. There's no connection to either... To the main trilogy? Well, let me make sure that this guy didn't direct the original ones. No, he did Don't Breathe. Um, yeah, so there's no there's no connection to either the original Swedish trilogy or the uh, Fincher-directed yeah. uh, remake. Are you sure? I thought uh, I had read that direction. it was... It was I mean, it w- obviously has different actors, but that it was like in some way connected to the fincher one i don't know story-wise it might be well they just completely abandoned the other two stories yeah there's two in between there right? yeah for stateside so i don't know what what unless they're just saying all right we we messed up with that that's no they threw in the towel with that i don't know why they did by the way that was not now the fincher one i don't like as much as the original swedish mm-hmm. trilogy but it was by no means bad no it was um, pretty atmospheric i dug it I dug it, yeah, and and I don't know why they threw in the towel on doing the other made, two. I don't think it made a lot of money or got the Oscar praise that they were kind of expecting. Uh, you think they were shooting for Oscar with that? Uh it looked it kind of did. It kind of looked like they I were. That was the whole. It came out around Christmas too. Yeah, yeah, they were. They, it might have been on Christmas Day. They came out. Yeah, with I think that so. Day. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, maybe they weren't like here's an Oscar picture, but maybe they were kind of hoping. It would be. It would do better than it's it did. It's beautifully shot. It's got great music. Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross. Mm-hmm. Um, fucking Rooney Mara was fantastic. Yeah. Um, Daniel Craig was fine. I, I, that though, I always thought that that was a, a missed opportunity because that's such a great story, a great trilogy, and yeah, they probably made it better in the original Swedish one. But I think you could you could knock that out. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I don't know. I, one of the recurring themes of this podcast to me is I do not understand why they decided to make this movie. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the the original uh, made a uh, hundred and two million in North America, and then it made a hundred and thirty uh, elsewhere. It it came out December twenty first, hmm. uh, so it 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 did well. I, I guess the production budget was ninety million, which means it probably broke even over hmm. time. Yeah. 
Uh, so that's probably, you know, and there was probably also a time where they were trying to get Fincher to direct those other two. And he's like, I don't have time. I got to do all these other, I'm bullshit. making a Netflix show. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> that's a great Fincher. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even actually know. <laughs> he he doesn't sound anything like that. Yeah. Nobody, nobody really knows what he sounds like. Not even Kevin Spacey knows. <laughs> then we have overlord, um, which is a JJ Abrams produced horror movie about soldiers who, uh, stumble on this, like secret lab or something like that and there's like this monster that they've been like it looks like world war ii or something and like maybe the germans were or like i have know, no idea what's going on with man this movie. if you combine all the fantastical world war ii like you know what the germans were up to holy shit man they were like they were up to they were they're trying to find uh the the they were trying to find the lost ark yeah they were uh they were um holy what, grail the Holy Grail. They were trying to find the uh, whatever the fuck it was in Captain America. They um, <laughs> the Tesseract, whatever the fuck. It was like a million different <laughs> yeah, things. Exactly. Yeah, there's a million different things. They were they were building all. They were making all these serums and shit, and <laughs> yeah. they're like they're like building super soldiers. <laughs> uh anyway that's all i gathered Those from the trailer nazis. the trailer looked uh, like it was you know it's a typical war movie until like it was like yeah. from dust till dawn or something like that where like suddenly they run interesting suddenly actually. run into zombies or some shit uh then on the 16th we have fantastic beast the crimes of grindelwald uh having seen this the most recent trailer i don't know what the fuck this movie is i don't either but it seems like because i think nuke scamander was like the most boring character in a harry potter you know movie what ever N newt scamander and lisbeth salander should come should be should date <laughs> scamander salander <laughs> should date Whoa, hi i'm lisbeth salander scamander <laughs> oh that would be so Here's my badass. son alexander salander <laughs> <laughs> scamander <laughs> Dude, seriously, let's let's go ahead and make that right now. <laughs> no, I mean, I didn't like Fantastic Bees and Where to Find It. I don't think you did either, right? Yeah, I liked it okay. This, I, but I love Harry Potter, and this looks like a mano a mano, uh, young Dumbledore versus uh, Grindelwald, mm. Grindelwald, Grind Grindelwald, Grindelwald, yeah. Uh, and I'm on board with that. It's it's uh, set at Hogwarts a little bit, and you know. It's got some interesting stuff to it. If it's more Harry Potter than it is Fantastic Beasts, I'll be on there's, board. There's a part in there where he's doing the he's in class and he, and he's like the biggest fear he has is is working in an office. And so there's like a desk and like papers and shit and like I'm like I don't know whether that's a joke or if that's like No, that's true. Yeah. You know, the, it's one of those type of things where I'm like you're really that scared of it and I don't I, I don't know. It's I know it's a I know it's a joke, but it's like is this David Yates still? Come on, um, yeah, I think he's I think he's signed to do all of them, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. David I'm, Yates. Okay, so he did the, the last, last two. Yeah, the last three of the last. He two. started on uh, I think Order of the Phoenix. Order of the Phoenix all the way through. I think. I mean, Order of the Phoenix is terrific. Yeah, Half Blood Prince I thought was good. Deathly Hours one was he didn't he didn't really have anything to work with, and I thought two Deathly Hours two was good. Yeah, but he may be just kind of ready for something new. Because <laughs> I'm just because the, the, the Fantastic Beast I didn't think it was anything. This trailer special. does not make me want to see the movie. 
Yeah. Hey, there's just too much going on on this thing, man. Also, just we're too kind much. of doing that whole thing we talked about with the Grinch, where like Dumbledore was cool because I didn't know what he went through to become Dumbledore, and now we're gonna demystify everything about Dumbledore. No, see, I'm all right with that. I'm all right with knowing some background on on Dumbledore. Uh, I don't care, uh, especially now that uh, I, not that that's the full reason, but J.K. Rowling came out and said that he was gay. And that but the would movies be... have come out and said they're not going to lean into that at all. Oh, really? Yeah. They're not going to lean into it? They're just going to kind of yada yada? I don't yada think they're going to address it at no. all. Now, see, that would ma- that would have made a more interesting dynamic if he had some sort of relationship with Grendelwald mm-hmm. or something like that. And who knows? Maybe we'll... I mean, maybe the trailer's just bad. There's a possibility yeah. Yeah. that it's just that. It is It is a bad trailer, hopefully not for a bad movie. Yeah. Um, then we have uh, Instant Family, which is Mark Wahlberg and Rose Byrne. Uh, <laughs> go- who are... Oh, it sounds awful already. They are, they are adopting... They want to adopt, so they go to this, this special gathering where they get all these, like... They get all these... I guess these kids together at a park and like people who want to adopt go there and they can like talk to the kids and stuff or whatever. I didn't even see this one. Uh, so it's basically like a dog shelter for kids. I, yeah, I don't know. The it's, it's, it's a, oh it's an God. event that they, that the, this like, uh, orphanage Bring, puts on or whatever. Take your kid away from the park. Day? Yeah, I guess. But they, 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 they end up getting like, they, end up want, like falling in love with this one girl that they want to adopt and they find out that um she comes with two other siblings so they end up getting all three of them and so the whole thing is uh, uh about them trying to adapt to not only it's a they're different cultures uh. too and there's all the now when i saw this trailer if this trailer gets any kind of widespread recognition at all i would i'm i would say this might be a surprise hit well it was directed by sean anders Mm -hmm. of the sean anders that did daddy's home daddy's home 2 dumb and dumber 2 we're the Millers and Horrible Bosses too, which yeah. I think you like. But just based those, on Horrible Bosses, three too. of those five were big hits. Horrible Bosses two did okay, and then obviously the one shit. Show Is this billing as a comedy? Oh like yeah, a, yeah. Oh, like yeah. A, he also did Sex Drive for the screenplay. For oh yeah, because uh, I could see something. I mean, a setup like that, I could see going for drama. Yeah, but it, it's 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 the the. I watching this trailer, I was like, "Oh my god, this is going to appeal to so many people when they see it." Mm-hmm. It just has it hits all of those like if you were to write a movie, if you Jeremy or you Barrett and you wanted to make money with a move with this premise, you would write the shit that's in this trailer. So you're, okay. you're not saying it's going to be good. You just think that it could be a hit. Correct. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Uh, now, if it if it if it gets to November 9th and nobody knows about Instant Family by that time, then yeah, obviously it's going <laughs> to tank. But watching that trailer, I was like, God, this hits all those buttons, man. <laughs> Uh, then there is a movie called Stuck, which is a musical about these people who get stuck on a subway. It's got Giancarlo Esposito in it, hmm. um, and it's a musical. So they, it's it seems like they're all stuck on this on this train, and they're telling each other about the their lives, and it's through song and everything. Watching Giancarlo Esposito sing in a musical is. Uh, it's interesting enough. I want to see this. Okay. Um, right. But the trailer is kind of strange because I like that premise. They're all stuck in the train. They have to do a musical and all this other stuff. But 
like all the stuff outside of the train that I think that they're singing about and everything, that trailer looks kind of, I don't know. I don't know if it's interesting outside of that. Mm. Um, I'll tell you what, I've been in a subway and if I ever got stuck in one with a bunch of strangers, I would not be singing songs. (laughs) (laughs) I really would not. Yeah. I, I, I know what you mean. I would not either. (laughs) Um, but there would probably be somebody, somebody would, somebody would, because they, they'll, they'll bring out the guitar case full of quarters and they'll want to, you know, that's right. Hey guys, perfect time to, yeah. for, you, for you to hear my, my hits. Um, then there's widows, which is a movie. It's got Viola Davis in it. And, uh, who else is in this? A lot of people. Uh, it's based on a Gillian Flynn novel, mm-hmm. Steve McQueen of 12 years a slave. And, um, that, michael fassbender shame shame yeah um directed this and it seems like uh, i think it's got duvall in it and it's got uh who liam neeson liam neeson's um, john bernthal's yeah uh it's got it, it's it's it sounds like their husbands die or get shot or something and then they have to continue a robbery or a heist that they were planning yeah, and I've read that Viola Davis is carrying a tiny dog in 85% of her scenes, and that it's awesome. <laughs> okay. I read uh, somebody, they did a screening somewhere, probably, at a, I, I read a review of it that was spoiler-free, it was very, very high on the phone. Oh, really? So, interesting. Yeah. It does it, look good. It does look pretty good. I like it. Again, another terrible title, though. Yeah, I know. Stop it. Um, okay, so then on the 21st, this is your Thanksgiving week. Uh, we have uh, a lot of a lot of stuff coming out. Creed 2 yeah okay cruise so control yeah cr- cruise control creed control <laughs> creed two that's awesome <laughs> um so here, here's the thing i liked the first creed uh-huh. what worries me about now that they're doing these creed movies is they're they're like well let's have the son of drago come in and fight him which is what happens which is right? what happens in this movie they've already jumped the shark haven't they yeah and so they've got stallone in there doing that whole like i gotta give you all the you know the stuff and the 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 the, the speeches and everything and all that and uh <laughs> i gotta give you the speeches you know because you, you gotta keep on getting hit and that's how winners is done and um and uh like just <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's what it is he's it like is. he's like he's telling him like oh you had to fight this guy back in the day. your father fought this guy fought this fight guy's father back in the day you know and telling him that you know uh he thought he would be able to get through this and he died because of it and everything so that's the big dramatic pull and he's also married to tessa thompson now and they're having they have a kid so there's family to to worry about of course, you're like you. You think back to all the Stallone movies where he's got kids and everything, mm-hmm. and he goes keeps keeps fighting no matter what. Especially four, yeah, where he's you know he's established now. He doesn't have to fight anymore. But you can't win. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm I'm calling it. I am out on boxing movies for the next five years. Yeah. Minimum. I'm yeah. just there's you cannot tell me a story I have not seen already and I'm not going to spend my time on that. I guess they they've built up their capital with. The amount of characters in this universe and an unexpected hit. I guess both of the most recent Rocky movies were unexpected hits because mm-hmm. Balboa did pretty well. It yeah. did. It did. And Creed was was did really well and was. But a really I'm not good even movie. specifically talking about Rocky because it's just it's just. Well, I, I, what I'm saying every is that year. This is this is one franchise that I think can maybe for one more movie get away with Star Warsian 
uh, relationship drama that goes back generations and stuff like that. Uh, but I agree with you. Probably after this, I'm going to join your cause because I don't I don't need to see people hitting each other. I mean, I've the Miles Teller before. one was OK. It was good. The Jake Gyllenhaal one was good. Mm-hmm. The one before that with the other guy was good. Yeah. The other one with the other guy. South <laughs> the, Southpaw was South good. Park. I'm just, I'm, I'm over it. You're, yeah. can, you can't tell me a story I haven't seen. I don't know why we're so fit. I, actually, I think I do know why boxing gets a disproportionate number of movies made, and that's because it's so easy to translate an emotional pain to physicality. Because we're punching, mm-hmm. and it's not as easy to tell a dramatic story about a golfer. But I'm over it. I'm done. I'm out. I don't care if they make. I don't care if Anna Kendrick and Kristen Stewart co-star. What if it's a girl fight? I don't care. I will wait five <laughs> years to watch it. I'm out. I'm done. Um, I can think of some reasons why I would go watch that movie. <laughs> Uh, then there is Green Book. Um, this felt like Driving Miss Daisy to me. Only Vigo Mortensen yeah, is yeah. Vigo Mortensen's the driver, and Mahershala Ali is the rich guy getting driven around or whatever. But there's still racial tensions and yeah. The Green Book was apparently the name of a document that helped blacks know where it was safe for them to go in the South back in this era. So like, oh yeah, safe for you to go to this diner. Yeah. It's safe for you to go to this whatever. Uh, so that's where the title comes from. And again, this is based on a real guy, a real guy that was hired to drive uh, a black, I think, piano player. Or, yeah, he's a oh, piano. That's wild because I've heard about the story, the actual tour. book. Yeah. I've never heard. I didn't realize they were making a movie. Out so of yeah, it. he's Vigo's driving him around, and I think I think it's pretty classic case of Vigo starts out a little bigoted, and by the end he's going to realize that he was wrong and. Um, he might be worth a watch. Yeah, I yeah. had I had I'd never heard of that Green Book uh, thing before. Um, but uh, apparently, some people have seen it, and there's like 47 votes on IMDb. It's got a 9.4 right Ooh, now. So. Yeah, Vigo's on the kind of stretch at this point in his career that his appearance alone almost make almost merits a watch. I think. Yeah, because he's got a really good picker. Yeah. <laughs> um, then the big one that comes out on the 21st is Ralph Breaks the Internet. Uh, this trailer looks awful. It does. I'm really scared. Yeah, I am too. Uh, it looks like it looks like um, uh, Disney the movie. And I'm the guy. <laughs> I'm like the Wreck-It Ralph guy. Like, And you know, this one won't tarnish the original. But I might not be the shot from the rooftops Wreck-It Ralph guy after this if this one's not very good. Why did you like the first one so much? Because it's funny, it's clever, it's original, it's uh, I don't know, all those yeah. things. It's got it's got heart, but it's funny as hell. Yeah. Um, and this one, and this one is is got emoji movie written all over it. Like it really it, does. It, it, it does. It's, it's, I mean, going inside the internet feels it feels like that should be an original concept, but we we saw that in Tron basically, and yeah. then we then yeah. we saw it in emoji movie. And uh, and and now a sequel to a movie that was really good because it's video games mm-hmm. and you know had a, had a good story arc to it and everything. Uh, now now they're they're in the internet. Now it could it could be one of those notoriously bad Disney trailers. It could be even the original Wreck It Ralph's trailer was bad. Yeah. Um, but I don't. I I really don't know. Like I don't like the I don't, I don't like the idea of uh, Sarah Silverman character getting in. You know, with all the princesses. Me and, neither. And uh, and all that that 
doesn't seem all that funny after having just seen shrek the third by the way where there was all this stuff with the disney princesses and everything uh it's like uh i'm tired of this smart alecky bullshit that keeps happening like with these characters and everything like i understand that's what sells but this you know this stuff is just driving me up the wall now. i just feel like there were plenty more stories they could have told with the other games in that arcade because the first one really just shows us heroes duty and sugar rush and and that's it and there are dozens and dozens of other games in there and they could have gone into one of those Mm -hmm. and found some interesting characters told another story found another predicament to get out of jumping straight from a video game to the internet Mm-hmm. I really feel like you jumped the shark just in concept alone. Well, here's the a question. Did it need a sequel at all? Well, no, but that's... Again, no, one, no one's listening to me yeah, when yeah. I'm saying that anymore, so I'm just accepting that they're going to keep making... Anything that makes money, they're going to make more of. Mm-hmm. A sequel, a reboot, whatever. They're going to keep doing that shit. Uh, but if you had to do Wreck-It Ralph, you could have gone in a dozen better ways, I think, than this. But whatever. Mm. talking about again maybe good it might be it it, it's not instilling me with confidence uh then there is another robin hood we like we needed another fucking robin hood (laughs) now this is uh ansel eggle no this is taron edgerton playing same guy same fucking guy (laughs) sorry sorry (laughs) those guys same fucking guy touche it's like uh Uh, dylan mcdermott and dermot (laughs) yeah um yeah, this one is another one where they're like, uh, let's see how he became Robin Hood. <laughs> and it's uh, they show him doing CrossFit. And uh, yeah, they show well, and they show uh, Jamie Foxx plays Little John in this, and he's training him and everything. And so we're oh, so this is how he became a badass with his bow and arrow. Okay. And then, of course, if you had to pick one actor to be the sheriff of Nottingham these days, who's that motherfucker going to be? Ben Mendelsohn yeah, again. Oh, my God. This motherfucker. You cannot get a, like a hero's I role. I know. I know. I think there's some other movie that's coming out with him in it where he's not the bad guy. Uh, or is he the bad guy? I don't know. I saw another one where he is the bad guy. Yeah. Uh, he's always the big bad in these fucking things. I mean, um,. We don't have to spend too much time on fucking Robin Hood. Just know that the the movie has uh, these movies have been made a hundred times. Yeah, there's a million Robin Hoods out there. Why do they keep making Robin Hoods? Because they don't have to pay anybody for the rights. Well, I guess that. So. And all right, look, Prince of Thieves was not a good movie mm-hmm. objectively, and Costner was not really good in there either. Mm-hmm. Kind of switching my stances of last podcast but for some reason i love that movie i love watching it it's probably uh fucking alan rickman and guy of gisborne and all that stuff and morgan freeman i bet you that there's going to be a group of kids that this catches at the right time that this will be their robin hood um i think the the ridley scott um russell crowe one completely missed everybody because i didn't think it had an audience but they're clearly going for a younger audience uh, more fun, more sex, more romance than the Errol Flynn stuff did, the mm. Kevin Costner stuff did. I so, think we're overestimating Taron Egerton's star power after two Kingsman movies and that skier movie that nobody is it, saw. Is it Egerton oh, or is it Edgerton? Movie? I don't really care. But you said you made, you said that very confidently, like you've heard uh, it. No. I've no. never heard the name. I just assume it's Edgerton. It probably is. I don't know. But my point is, I don't know that he can carry a movie, especially a Robin Hood. Also, do you remember who played um, Maid Marian in the 
Kevin Costner one? Mary, Mary Elizabeth, Elizabeth Master Antonio. Antonio. I just wanted to make sure we talked about both famous Mary Elizabeth actresses <laughs> in this podcast. Oh, my God. I could talk about Mary Elizabeth <laughs> oh, Master Antonio for a long time. Yes. Winstead, Master Antonio. Are there any other Mary Elizabeths in Hollywood? <laughs> there's a lot of Catholics. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, then there's another movie called Second Act, which has no chance whatsoever. Um, Jennifer Lopez starring vehicle where she's, uh, I guess this is her the second act of her career or whatever and she's being hired into this um corporate world or whatever and like the only thing that i i kept thinking about during this whole thing is i don't know if jennifer lopez can play these like uh poor characters anymore like is this a drama or a comedy it's uh like both romantic comedy type of thing um uh it, the the imdb description a big box store worker reinvents her life and her life story and shows madison avenue what street smarts can do and uh and so like i just don't buy i know she's jenny from the block and all this other bullshit i she's too much diva to be to be the to be someone who's poor and comes into uh this kind of setting and like mm-hmm. oh look at what street smarts can do well i'm glad you said that because i feel like i feel a little bit of the same thing with the star is born Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna have to somehow buy that Lady Gaga doesn't have confidence. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, she the wore one. a meat dress for God's sake. <laughs> I know she's the most confident person I know. Uh, yeah, I totally get the same vibe here. I'm not sure it's gonna play. Yeah, um, but just timing wise, I think it's gonna get avalanched anyway. Yeah, really, honestly, a lot of these movies, I don't understand what they're trying to do. Thanksgiving is always a uh, is like half. Um, tentpole type of release date, but it's also a dumping site a lot of time. Yeah. Uh, they're like, well, maybe we'll come out with it on Thanksgiving and maybe people will come see it and all that. But you're running up against some really heavy hitters right there. If you go, once you get past Ralph wrecks the internet or Ralph destroys the internet, breaks the internet, breaks the internet because they have a big argument about that, by oh, the yeah, way. That's right. Yeah. Uh, once you get past that and you get past Creed two, and then I think Robin Hood's going to fall by the wayside on this too. Once you get past those, I mean, nobody really wants to watch it. Do you think Fantastic Beast is going to do well? Yeah like like at the same level as the yeah, original i think yeah. most i think most people are still interested in more of that world i'm mm. not but i think most people are yeah i think it's i think it's going to do for, perfectly fine i know that uh there was some like movement out there like how dare you put johnny depp in this movie but that's not going to matter no, in the no, end. No, no um so uh yeah people were always especially as as jk rowling's name is featured prominently in it and everything i mean people she's are- a goddamn delight by the way mm-hmm. this woman is a light in the world that should go on forever her twitter account is fantastic she's good at it it's she's peerless she has a nice output she contributes to society even though she's a cachillionaire mm-hmm. um and and she's easy on the eyes to be honest with you yeah and i just adore this woman yeah. i think she is just a just a treasure yeah with you right up until the end but it's all right <laughs> no i like i like her a lot too i like her a lot too on to the limited releases we have bodied which is a a weird rap battle movie you seen this the trailer no, but this? eminem produced this yes i haven't seen the trailer it's weird like i don't know what to think of it like it starts like the the main crux of that trailer is this like nerdy white boy with glasses starts trying to rap battle and then this guy who's physically superior to him also just lays down very eminem style rhymes yeah. at him and like not only beats him like like bullies him this way but yeah. bullies him physically as yeah, well yeah. 
and then it just ends the trailer so like i don't think they have a full fleshed out idea uh, yeah, of how to make this so. trailer yeah, yet yeah. um then there's boy erased which has lucas hedges as a gay teenager who his parents nicole kidman and russell crowe try to send him to one of those like conversion camps i guess this looks like there, it could be pretty fucking powerful there are man. two movies about this because oh, chloe grace one? moritz is in the miseducation of cameron oh. post oh yeah so there's two and, and i think hers is going a little bit more serious and i think the lucas hedges one is a little bit more dramedy um, but I've re- I've heard good things about they both played at festivals already. I've heard good things about both of them. This guy can just keep putting out movies, and I'm going to go see him just because. Mm-hmm. And they're always around award season. Yeah, uh, he's just fucking amazing. Yeah, this Lucas Hedges, he's going to be. I mean, this is somebody that you can look at down the road as like it's a little hyperbolic, but like a Daniel Day Lewis. We're seeing a lot of like uh, actors in the in this age range who are who are just stunningly good. I think Chalamet. I know what you mean by. Yeah, by what you get, I'll be willing to be wrong about. That. I was uh, I was pretty blown away by his performance. Yeah, and even the kid and White Boy Rick, and uh, mm-hmm. there's just a, there's several who are just like showing some real chops. Tommy early Tomasino. On. Yeah, really good. Tommy Tomasino. That's <laughs> really good. People really don't give that Jurassic Park three. Uh, performances too they do not uh i mean he's in a completely different movie that's how good he <laughs> totally is. uh then there is the front runner which is the gary hart biopic or biopic with uh hugh jackman mm-hmm. playing uh gary hart. just the story we need right now yes um he gets taken down by like a cocaine scandal or a no, prostitute it's a scandal woman. It, it's, like it, that. it was an affair i remember yeah. that's so it's like it means absolutely nothing to wow. ni- 1988 that was huge <laughs> well uh, fucking howard dean got derailed by yelling at a fucking yeah, rally but i remember this though i remember this and i think that this is one of those rare times where me being one or two years older than you guys makes a little bit because this was everywhere mm. everyone was talking about this and i think that's why they're making the movie is that he's one of the He's one of the last few that was truly derailed by an affair. As you say that, we live in Nashville with Megan Barry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's not. But I think at least running for president, because Clinton had the same kind of scandals that Gary Hart did, but Clinton came out okay, whereas mm-hmm. Gary Hart was sunk by it completely. Mm-hmm. Up until then, he was, as the title implies, the front runner. Yeah. Uh, I, I like Hugh Jackman enough, uh, and there's something in this that he saw, so I'll give it a look. And uh, Jason Reitman directed this. Oh, one. oh <laughs> even more reason. Right. I'm in. I didn't realize that. So, um, yeah, there's always that. Then there is. Um, outlaw king which is the uh robert the bruce netflix original which has chris pine as robert the bruce and i don't think one hint of william wallace at all in fact i think i went to the imdb and i don't see anybody playing him so they're definitely trying to get away from braveheart on this yeah i don't know what to think about this the trailer looks pretty good Mm -hmm. story is good Mm mm-hmm Love me some Chris Pine. Mm-hmm. Didn't quite buy the accent, but hey, you know, I mean, yep. Mel, Mel, uh, Mel, uh, I keep saying Mel Brooks in my head. Mel B. <laughs> Mel Gibson think, pulled it off. I mean, I think Chris Pine is one of those that he's the future, like De Niro, Pacino level. Like, he's great in everything. And in most things, he elevates everybody around him. So you're, you're optimistic about this. I am. Um, just because. Uh, just everything from Star Trek to Hell or High Water. He's I just, agree. No, I agree. He's amazing. Even Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman. Yeah. I think you take him out of Wonder Woman and you put any other good actor in that role 
And it, it's going to be missing just enough mm-hmm. to make it less because he has a little bit of magic in him. I think. I think he's special. Anyway, I'll, I'll check it out. But yeah. Well, and speaking of which, the uh, the guy who directed this, David McKenzie, also directed uh, Outlaw King. Oh, okay. Dr- directed directed Hell or High Water. Oh, oh, so, oh. So all right. it's the same guy. All right. Know, I guess I'm director. in there. Well, plus it's Netflix. And do you know anything about this strategy? If they're going to. Because Ballad of Lester Shrugs, which you'll get to in yeah, a little yeah, bit, yeah. that's going to be in theaters and in, and at Netflix. Outlaw King is November 9th. And uh, in fact, we are going to go to the Ballad of Buster Scruggs next. Um, uh, Ballad of Buster Scruggs comes out on November 16th. So they're now they I think they have a theater release strategy with these, but I think they might have simultaneous. It'll be at the same time. Yeah. Uh, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs is the new Coen Brothers movie that's coming out. It's got Tim Blake Nelson, James Franco. Um, and it looks great. Yeah. What'd you think of that trailer? You I like love it? the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Just well, what's fascinating yesterday. about this is this this project started out as like an anthology series. It started out as like a limited form series unless i'm thinking of the wrong thing and then somewhere along the way they realized it was a movie and they decided to make a movie mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean it, it has that kind of charm that that it, when the coens are firing on all cylinders you can't beat it so i'll definitely give it a shot yeah it looks really good it's also got uh, liam neeson's in it and it's mm-hmm. also got brendan gleason's in it so <laughs> um and james franco's yeah uh so yeah exactly steven is- root shows up in a, in a oh my god that's no, like funny line yeah it looks it looks good but it does make you wonder why is this on netflix mm-hmm. i think that was probably just a money issue don't you, you think because i i think hearing something about it uh when they were they were conceptualizing this they were saying because okay i've I've got to fact check myself about this because it was a calculated decision by the cohen's because at the time they couldn't get awards consideration now i think the only reason that maybe they uh they they relented and signed with netflix is because they did have this simultaneous mm-hmm. release in theaters so that they would be eligible for awards ceremonies okay so um and and i think they probably showered them with money they took a fire hose and just pumped mm. their house with money yeah yeah probably so um and then finally we have anna and the apocalypse which is another musical but this is uh um it's a it's a zombie like it's almost Shaun of the dead yeah. meets uh well they say la la land in yeah. the uh, trailer but um and there was something else that i was what was brought to mind watching this trailer. Oh, zombie land zombie land maybe yeah <laughs> la la land and zombie land yeah i don't know but uh this looks funny it does yeah this it looks does. really good i don't know it's just when you when you add stuff like a musical into something like this i don't know i'm there yeah kind of yeah. there so that is all the way through thanksgiving i know we didn't even get to all the awards contenders and the holiday stuff and all that stuff we'll do that in a yeah we'll do that probably episode. in uh next month or november yeah, yeah. somewhere around there we'll get into the december stuff and what are you all. looking forward to most around here um you know i, I definitely want to see the ballad of buster scruggs and um i like uh, suspiria is a high on my list mid 90s is high on my list mm-hmm. and then i, I want to see this all about nina there's there's something about that the that 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 looks really good to me uh and even stuff like bad times at the el royale looks looks fun yeah like and who knows i may not watch these in theaters or even like a year after they come out but they they those are the type of movies and that yeah especially that anna and the apocalypse that yeah. looks that looks fun 
So. Oh, for me, it's all Batista Soccer Stadium. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's the this highest is, on my well, list. <laughs> five years from now, when we're doing the podcast, I'll have completely forgotten about that movie, and then you'll bring it up. You're like, I saw this Bautista movie. <laughs> he ends up in gold at the end of it. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I'll be like, holy shit, I've never heard of this before. <laughs> Even though five years prior, we talked about it in, in great length. It's interesting because it, as bad as Cloverfield Paradox is, I was excited to watch it uh, because it was so suddenly available to me. You know, like yeah. the next day after the Super Bowl, I was on that motherfucker. Yeah. Like Outlaw King and one thing that we didn't, uh, Outlaw King, Ballad of uh, Buster Scruggs, and then that miniseries with Jonah Hill and Emma Stone, mm-hmm. um, oh, yeah. Mind Something. Um, that looks amazing too. So that stuff is what I'm really excited about because I don't have to leave my house. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like premium content immediately available. Yeah. Uh, the opposite of the Cloverfield. Paradox. And I mean, there's going to be others on here that are on this list that I want to watch, but they don't um, like. Like I know that some of these are going to be good, but they're not the ones that I immediately gravitate towards. You know, um. Uh, boy erased is one Mm -hmm. you know that i know will be good but it's not like i can't wait till that comes out (laughs) you know uh so i'm looking to have i'm have fun movies this this fall yeah yeah there's Uh, some good stuff out there um uh, i can't wait for the tiffany haddish threesome that we're gonna have over the next three months yes I'm going to wait until they're all in theaters at the same time and do a triple feature. That's right. Do a, do a triple mini, ca- mini cast, mini pod. Yeah, do it live from the theater. Yes. Yeah. Nobody else will yeah. be there. Hey, guys. <laughs> Tiffany Haddish all the time, 24 hours. We're going to dive deep into the oath. Uh, yeah, so we have no time for questions. We were right. pumped about the questions. We're going to get to the questions. We will eventually get to the questions again. Uh, anyway, that'll do it for this week. Uh, keep going to Sincast, presented by CinemaSins on Facebook. Keep going to Twitter. Keep going to Reddit, SoundCloud. There's a lot of ways to come and comment on this very episode. Uh, yeah, I had some disagreement on the last one. I got to send you guys an email that uh, had some disagreement about the uh, the Colin Kaepernick uh twitter stuff that we got into the uh, first man controversy if only because i didn't clarify myself very well i'm gonna probably steer away from that kind of topic in the future yeah uh just uh i didn't mean to offend anybody and i wasn't trying to call everybody racist of course who not didn't agree with me of course uh, not but articulation is not always my strong suit uh, but we didn't get into any of that today, so yeah, no, yeah. just well, now. And, and I had I had a similar comment on Facebook, and I was like, you know, this is probably why we don't get into this type of stuff often, you know, because that's not what this this is not what this podcast is about, right? But if there's there's certain times where we feel compelled to, I, I stand by yeah, the but, first man thing, but for, to get to get into the exact right thing that we want to say out there that doesn't get misconstrued that's nearly impossible yep. so so that's why i don't like getting into that type of stuff but uh, anyway just keep going to those places and giving us comments uh, we enjoy uh, uh responding to them uh but that'll do this for this week it's chris atkins and jeremy scott and barrett share we'll see you next time thanks for listening comment on our episodes on our soundcloud page check us out on youtube twitter facebook and reddit and be sure to visit cinemasins.com i just have to grin and bear it mm-hmm. anyway mm-hmm. cut all that out mm. whenever somebody says grin and bear it do you ever like go hey what do you what do you need yeah <laughs>
<laughs> There's been many, many times where uh, it's almost like the uh, <clears throat> the drunk dude in Gross Point Blank where he's like, I'm drawing a complete blank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like somebody will be like, I guess I just got a grin and bear, bear it. I'm like, yeah. fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. What a dick. <laughs> that doesn't happen to people who use their Christian given names. <sighs> I know. I'm just joking. Mm-hmm. You can start going out and like fucking... You know, getting all like we can get to be like uh, color of money or something like that, where we're hustling people. We're yeah. like, oh, come on over. Yeah, <laughs> no, like, oh my god, playing. I'm so horrible at this. <laughs> I'm so wasted. <laughs> Three hundred yard drive. <laughs> I've never been able to do that. Never once. It's so crazy. <clears throat> That'd be great. Like Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, color yeah, money. yeah. God, he's so awesome. It may be one of my favorite roles he's ever done. Oh yeah, because he he can't help but smile at himself. Yeah, but he's still trying to do the polite thing at the end. Like, oh, it's okay, you know, you know, it happens to everybody. But he's like grinning, like I fucking got you. Dude. Yeah, and then and it's also one of my favorite Paul Newman moments because he's like, "Are you a hustler?" And he's like, he's like, he's like, hey man, hey, if you want the money back, there's no hard feelings, blah blah blah. <laughs> Are you a hustler? He just keeps asking that question, and he never answers it. And uh, you know, he's just, he just, he knows the answer. He just wants him to hear him say yeah. it. I watched a law-abiding citizen. I saw you yeah, put that in an email, and I love that you had a good time with it because it's just—I mean, it's fucking bonkers. <laughs> it's exactly—you know—it's been like enough time between that to where you described it, where I forgot a little, a yeah. few details, like at the tunnel bit and yeah. all that stuff, and I forgot like how much Jamie Foxx distrusted him in the beginning. He's like, "Oh yeah, sure, I'll get you a bed, whatever," <laughs> and then and the fucking exploding cell phone with the judge. <laughs> Yeah, man, it's it is so insane, great, man. It's so much fun. Oh, yeah. And yeah. they were like the per- I don't like Gerard Butler in anything besides like 300, basically, but he was perfect in this. I'm telling you, man, I, I almost said this in a previous podcast. I think he's intentionally choosing the most insane movies possible because <laughs> I watched this one with Pierce Brosnan where he had like had an affair with Pierce yes. Brosnan's wife. And yes. Pierce Brosnan takes him and his wife, kidnaps them. Oh, it's batshit insane. Not, it's not prisoners, but it came out around the same time as prisoners. Mm, yeah, I, ne- I never saw this. Uh, I'm not on. saying you should, but and then he's got that White House down has fallen, whichever one he's in, and even the 300. He's in some video game movie. I don't know. Uh, gamer. You know, oh, gamer. Yeah, gamers. A shattered. Pl- Shattered. Shattered is the name of yes, it. Yes, because of course I was expecting Shattered Glass <laughs> or that old, Tim, was it Tim Robbins that was in a movie with Shatter in the title? No. There's a movie from the 90s with Shatter in the title. There uh, was, a, I think there was even another just Shattered It may movie. be that then. Yeah, Prisoners came out long after Shattered, but I, I know what you're talking about. Shattered Fingers. Shattered yes. Fingers. <laughs> Anyway, I feel like Gerard Butler is intentionally choosing <laughs> batshit insane movies and just having the time of his life. I guess so. He didn't look like he was having all that much fun in Geostorm, but I think or, Geostorm was just like a favor called in by somebody. Well, again, Geostorm is a batshit insane movie. Uh, yeah. Uh, mm. I, it, it was nowhere near as fun as a law-abiding citizen. Well, no, no. I agree. Mom, I'm a law-abiding citizen. <laughs> 
Well, is, I guess. Are you fucking kidding me? I you just, were just about to let me go. I love the I bit just, where they like describe him as like the world's best planner, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, if you've thought of something, he has to or yeah. whatever. They're on He's the too smart for you. Yeah. They keep casting him too as these American heroes who are Scottish. Yeah, he's got just obvious little Scottish yeah, things like coming in this, there. This, uh, there's a submarine movie that's coming out with him in it, hmm. and he's like the he's like the main guy. Awesome, that. awesome. And remember, also, he was in Phantom of the Opera. That's <laughs> that, right. That's such a weird thing. Before he was really famous, but he was good in that. Yeah, he was good. And uh, but it just it, you go back after you know what you know about his career, and then you go back to Phantom of the Opera. It's like what the fuck. And I think he sang in that. He too. did. Like, you can still hear some of his brogue in the way he sings. Yeah, I can't. I'm so happy that Amy Rossum is released from Shameless yeah. so she can do better Maybe shit. she can do some other stuff now. Yeah. Although, I, there's a few people I know that love that show. My wife loves that show. I've never seen it. It's gross. Love, it's a gross show. I love, like, the, all the people in it. Me too. I just, the premise always sounded kind of like you're saying, like, no, there's hard, hardly anyone to actually root for. Nope. It's, it's gross. I've seen about six episodes of the first season. You root for her, essentially, but, like, she's not perfect, mm -hmm. but she's not, like, doing anything to really, like, bolster your faith in her. I don't right. Know. I'm just, I hope she does a million other things because she's amazing and beautiful. Yeah. Go ahead. I was always told that you staying at your house most of the time is what made you sick. Interesting. Ah. Not going out. Interesting. Um, <clears throat> that that most of more. your most of your germs and stuff are actually in, and you are getting you're getting sick because it's your own germs that keep interacting with you. Did you see that study that found that the TSA plastic bins have more germs than the toilets in the airport? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, see, and that I just that shit just doesn't worry me. I wish they'd just not even bother <laughs> with that. Like, 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 how many times do I go out every day and do stuff that's you know? There's probably if I saw the bacteria, yeah, it'd be awful. But yeah. like, I just none of that. Uh, I've been out too many times and never gotten sick to really worry about oh the bins and fucking airports and shit. <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure like, there's some things that you just never would think of that have like the worst possible strains of bacteria when we were in new york a couple weeks ago i was very conscious every time we were on the subway it, when i could i would just wrap my arm around a pole and then put that hand in the pocket instead of actually touching the thing because mm. i just i don't know i just feel like and you know of course i didn't get sick i grabbed plenty of those poles throughout the stay and i'm you know, here i am i haven't had any sickness but yep. still it feels like just mathematically just being <laughs> in new york city for an hour you should catch a cold i know i was i was a seriously a germaphobe when i moved to chicago and getting on the train all that many times and i would i would get in my space where you saw me in new york where mm. you could cram in in the corner between the door and the the divider there mm -hmm. and you wouldn't have to touch anything or anyone you can literally do this and listen to your earbuds the whole time but then when cubs game started and like rush hour and all that stuff i was just like having to hold on for dear life and eventually i was just like fuck it i don't give a fuck like mm -hmm. have a italian beef in one hand yeah, like, oh, yeah a big city will break a germaphobe pretty quick <laughs> yeah totally man <laughs>